Welcome to episode 20 of Bob. Today we had the She-Squatchers on and we discussed a lot of information. Uh, some of it um, pretty technical at the very end there, really to get into the DNA and uh, different elements of it. But we, today, we, I think we'll definitely have to have them back on. I would like to have them back on at some point because um, we really, we just got a, a good feel of who and what they are as their team, a couple experiences they had. And you guys, we're going to have links in the description that you can follow uh their their youtube channel and you can watch the videos that we discuss and um but i'd really like to have them back on to really dig into the gimbalson footage because there's a, there's a lot to that i think so um real quick micah anything you want to you want to put in before we plug uh, where people can find us also you can follow us on facebook you can subscribe to our youtube channel as micah says smash that button Jeez, i <laughs> freaking died uh, oh, it's his thing now. Micah likes to smash. I don't really have a lot to add. Um, I was pretty quiet during this episode. For me, Bigfoot's not like, uh, not a, it's not my subject. So, uh, I kind of stayed out of it for the most part. Um, but, you know, if, if we do have him back on, uh, letting us know what, what you guys want to hear about specifically would be also pretty mm -hmm. helpful. And we have kind of a pathway to stick to and yeah. what we're what we're going after, um, you know, rather than a general video. Plus, plus uh, think about it. Like, how many times do you guys get the chance to ask somebody who's actually out there doing any kind of work in this uh, a real question? So take advantage of that, you know, if you've got a, an option here to, you know, reach out. I would say do that. Um, oh, real quick. Let's plug. What are we talking about? Episode 21. What is coming up, Micah? 21, we we're going to cover the Waco incident in Texas. Oh, uh, yeah, they had a barbecue down there or something, right? Real good time. I think it was like 86 total people died. Whoa, don't tell the... Yeah. Whoa, yeah, whoa. Uh, You're telling numbers. You're ruining the story. How dare you? Yeah. I'm pretty sure it was 86, but we'll... I think it was 70. And, uh, but... It was probably going to be a two-part uh, show. For sure. Probably first show, we're probably going to cover like background, why it happened, that kind of stuff. And then we'll move into what actually happened um, and kind of give our opinions and whatnot into it. So, yeah. Alrighty. Well, I guess enough about us and what we're doing coming up. You guys are here to hear about Bigfoot. So let's dig into it with the She Squatchers. And if you guys could, they're in a competition with another fellow YouTuber about Bigfoot. But please go subscribe to the She Squatchers. And check out all their videos. They have a ton of them that are well worth looking into, whether it be other interviews, people they've had on, um, and then also the actual um, video and picture evidence out on the ground when they went out squatching. So enjoy this episode, guys. We'll see you for episode 21. <laughs> Alrighty, guys, welcome to episode 20 of Bob. Today we have with us the She Squatchers, as promised. So we're very excited to have them on what would technically be the second time. Is that right, Micah? Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A, a slight overlook 
uh, on my part. And, you know, we didn't have any really usable material at that point because I didn't record it. I think we just tempted the podcast gods is what it was because we literally joked about it when we started last week with them. We're like, oh, imagine if this doesn't record and then like 20 minutes of it recorded and that was it. So of like a two hour conversation was not a I was a little heartbroken. We got off. I'm not going to lie. I was like, oh, my God, how did this happen? Oh, It was (laughs) a great conversation. It really was. It was was. fun. But you ladies have been very generous to come back on. And now we actually have the whole team, right? Because last week we only had you, yourself, and then Tammy. So um, real quick, you guys, I'll have you guys introduce yourself. So basically what I want to do today is I want to kind of give everybody a feel for who and what you guys are as both individuals or as as all three of you as individuals, your team. And then I'd like to dig into Bigfoot himself a little bit. So for anybody who doesn't know the She Squatchers, you can look them up. You guys have Facebook. Um, you have several other, uh, social media outlets that they can reach you as well. Right. Instagram. I think you said, yep. I have my, have us on Instagram and okay. also have a YouTube and, um, Facebook and we have our own website. Perfect. And correct me if I'm wrong, but basically you guys have said in a nutshell that you're like an all female team looking for Bigfoot in the American Midwest. Your team consists of animal communicator, missing person, psychic, Remote Viewer, Paranormal Investigators, Department of Natural Resources, Professional Field Researchers and Speakers and Presentators. So is that just the three of you ladies? Does that encompass just the three of you guys making up that whole uh, that whole team right there? Oh, we're so much more than that. <laughs> <laughs> True. We're mom. I mean, two of us are moms, you know, okay. hey. <laughs> That's hey, that's a task in of itself right there. I'm telling you, that's being a mom. Anybody, anybody who's a parent and is really a parent is in the picture. I, I tip my hat to you because it's it's a it's the most awesome responsibility I've ever had. But it's a responsibility, and there's days that it's work. So I tip my hat to anybody. Yes. So real quick then, now Jen, I guess if we were to talk about, I guess we'll kind of have to start with you guys as a team first, but. Prior to that, did you guys know each other before the team was formulated? Because you guys got together in what, about 2015, I think it was? That's when I formed the team was in 2015. Okay. Um, I was doing paranormal radio and um, I was working, you know, doing stuff as a psychic medium. And, but I had a, a paranormal radio show and uh, we were mostly doing ghosts and hauntings and, you know, fairies and, and things like that. Okay. Uh, but I ended up at a Paracon in Minnesota, and Lauren Coleman, cryptozoologist who has the International Cryptozoology Museum in the state of Maine, you've seen him all over TV, uh, he was there, and I asked him for a sit-down in-person interview for my show, and he said yes. So I had this awesome interview with him. It was over an hour long. We sat there and talked, and I honestly didn't know very much about Bigfoot at the time. But I had seen this guy on Ancient Aliens and stuff. Hey. <laughs> uh, so I was really excited to sit down and talk with him. And, you know, I had maybe seen five episodes of Finding Bigfoot. I had never really asked myself the question, do I think that Bigfoot is real? I, I, I really didn't. I, I didn't even think about it, the possibility of Bigfoot. But during this interview that I had with Lauren Coleman, he was so interesting and so scientific and so passionate about it that it was contagious really. And he shared an idea that he had about the what he called the recipes for success in interacting with Bigfoot. And he thought that would be to send women into the woods without men, dogs, or guns. 
and he thought that that would be what was going to be needed. And he had lots of different ideas of why that would be true. Uh, one of them was because women have a great rapport with the great apes, like Jane Goodall's work with the chimpanzees. And he thought that that could also extend to, to Bigfoot, that, that women would have a good rapport with Bigfoot. Uh, he also said that usually when people spot Bigfoot near a roadway, uh, it's never a family unit of Bigfoot walk out for a stroll with mom, dad, and the kids. It's, it's usually a younger male out by himself. And he's probably doing things he's not supposed to be doing. Uh, so he, he thought that having women out there without anything threatening, like men, dogs, or guns, that these younger male Bigfoot would be curious to come in and get a little closer look at some ladies out there, for obvious reasons. And, <laughs> and I, you know, I jokingly on the spot said, hey, pick me, pick me. Hey there, big boy, I'll go do that. And, uh, you know, I was just joking. But by the end of the interview, I literally and seriously volunteered to do that as an experiment. I, I'll female Bigfoot experiment. I'll do it. So I got some of my paranormal investigator friends to go out uh, with me. And I was honestly embarrassed to tell my friends that I was going to go look for Bigfoot because I didn't believe in Bigfoot. <laughs> yeah, that's... And so I didn't okay. tell my best friends that I was going. I went with some people that I knew that I did paranormal work with. And uh, we went out and, uh, you know, I wanted to try out Lauren Coleman's idea. But on a side note, you know, I'm a psychic medium. I've done missing persons work. And the techniques that I've used to do what I call geographic remote viewing, where I'm looking at a location on Google Earth, a specific GPS coordinates, and I'm asking questions about this location and looking for information. Uh, that has proven very successful to me in other areas. So I wondered, could we use that technique to find Bigfoot in the woods before we ever even go to the woods? Can we right. find Bigfoot before we get there? So I wanted to know that and if we could use our senses to find Bigfoot faster, easier, better now using our skill set because we're not big, strong, burly guys that are going to go hiking into the woods and live there for three, four weeks at a time. Uh, that's just, I'm not going to do that. Maybe Tammy would, but <laughs> I'm not. Um, I like, I like a shower. Thanks. And <laughs> uh, it, it, I like the woods too. Tammy. I I've bathed in the river and in the lake. I've done all that. Um, I've had to use, huh? I prefer a hot shower. I do. And I would prefer to find Bigfoot before we get there and then just walk up in there and be like, Hey, here we are. That's what I prefer. That would be Quick, nice. easy, nice. Right. So, uh, that was, that was how we all started. And, and I, I did our, our very first expedition, uh, in Minnesota at a location that there had been a recent sighting and in an encounter with a native man who had been fishing from his canoe on a place on a lake called Six Mile Lake in northern Minnesota. And his encounter was so incredible that it got the Finding Bigfoot crew up here to mm. check it out like instantaneously. Well, all I knew was that it was it happened near a boat launch, a public boat launch on this lake. The only public boat launch that was listed was on the side of the lake where there were homes and cabins and all that. And uh, I just didn't think that that sounded right. I just didn't think because the, there was one side of the lake that was full of cabins and homes and the other side of the lake was just dense woods. 
and no houses, no people. And I'm like, Bigfoot seems like you'd be on the other side rather than over here. You know, that just made more sense to me. And I was right. That's where it was at. We just didn't know that until a long time later. But um, we went out there and uh, we drove on this little roadway called Reservation Highway 20, which is just really literally a one car dirt road with the Ooh, trees right sad. up on it. <laughs> And if you need a car, good luck, because one of you is going to have to back up. Not going to be me, because I don't do that very well. And <laughs> and uh, so we went out there, and I literally was just like, my awareness was open. I'm, I'm looking for Bigfoot. Uh, and I felt an energy frequency at a specific location there on that side in the woods that... I had never felt before. And when I say that, it, it felt like a very physical sensation. I feel energy is a physical vibration and a wave through my whole body. And um, when I focus in on, I'm looking for this, um, however that works with my guides, I start to feel the, an energy when I'm looking for something, you know? And so I started feeling this different energy than I felt before in this particular spot, but I didn't see anything physically there that would lead us to believe that Bigfoot was there. But I took, I took down the GPS coordinates and I said, I want to come back to this spot when it gets dark. So we moved along. We, we, we investigated throughout the day along this lake. Uh, and we'd actually found some footprints uh, on the, on the top end of the lake over going over this little bridge that has like gravel on it, uh, where it, there's an inlet coming in of water into the top of the lake. And uh, there was some, they, they weren't castable footprints, but you could definitely see them and, and the stride and the, and the trekway, uh, which was very exciting to me. Uh, Bigfoot started become, to become more real at that moment. Because uh, again, I didn't really believe in Bigfoot. I was open-minded. I was willing to look um, and see what happened. So uh, we went out that night when it got dark and we had some pretty incredible experiences that night. But the location that I felt the energy at when we stopped and got out of the car, couldn't see a dang thing. It was so dark. It was so dark. You couldn't see anything. And uh, I had my equipment with me. My team had uh, their equipment was in the back hatch. So one of them handed me a uh, thermal camera that she had borrowed from somebody. She didn't really know how to use it. She just knew that you pull the trigger and it takes a picture. And this is a heat uh, sensor, right? For those that are maybe listening that aren't familiar, that that's what that does, right? Correct. Yep, yep. It's a it was a it was a very inexpensive. I think they're about one hundred and sixty nine dollars thermal a FLIR thermal camera, and it had like a little two inch screen on it. Okay. And uh, I had never played with one of these before, and so I was really excited when she handed it to me. So I standing out there at the front of the car, and I'm scanning the woods to see if there's any anything out there that shows up thermal bunnies deer i don't care what it is i just want to see something and you know i'm excited to play with this thermal and so i'm scanning the woods and everybody's at the back hatch getting their stuff out of the truck and i'm just looking 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 and i'm scanning and i get to pointing it into ahead of us on the road and there's somebody standing there there's somebody standing there thermal red yellow humanoid shape standing out in front of the car and I I thought oh must be one of my teammates that got her stuff and walked out there so I said hey he was in front of the car nobody answered <laughs> and I said hey who was in front of the car nobody answered and I kept asking that with like more anxiety in my voice <clears throat> and then Marlo uh heard that I was getting anxious about something so she runs up to the front of the car and she to see what's going on and she looked at the screen and saw 
what I was looking at, this person-shaped thing standing there out in front of the car towards the left. And, and so she looks up from there to look at that location. And she says, oh, I just saw eyes. And so I was like, what? So I looked up from the screen to see if I could see eyes. And I didn't. And then when I looked back down, I couldn't find it again. Hmm. Couldn't find it again. And, you know, in hindsight, it, it wasn't even later that day. It wasn't the next day. It wasn't months later. I mean, it was literally a long time later after we got, got our own thermal and really were playing with it that I realized that what I was looking at that night didn't have clothes on. Right. Because when you look at people wearing clothing, the thermal comes up different where they have clothes. You can see their clothing. This didn't have clothes on. It gotcha. was the same. It, it, no clothes. And uh, I was like, wow, that didn't have clothes. So after we couldn't find it anymore, we decided we were going to walk into the woods in that direction. And all of a sudden. This is while it was still dark. You, you're walking into the woods or the next. Yeah. Okay, okay. Right after this, when we couldn't find it on the thermal anymore, everybody's got their equipment now. I've got paranormal investigators with me. They've got night vision cameras and all that going on, right? They're ready. Yeah. Uh, and so we start to walk into the woods right in the direction of where I saw that, what I thought was a person standing there. <laughs> and uh, and we're going to go in that direction. All of a sudden, I, I hear something. And there's a rock that just falls in right in front of us about three feet and bounces. And I, I looked at it. I was like, is that a rock? And Marlo said, I, I think that is a rock. And then we hear something else coming and you can hear it literally coming through the branches and the trees. And then another one bounces right next to it and, and rocks continue to come. And I'm just standing there going, what's happening here? I don't, I don't understand what's happening right now. Again, I didn't know much about Bigfoot. I had no idea that they were known to throw rocks at people. Didn't know that. Uh, and, and so I was just like, what's happening? I, I don't understand what's happening right now because I've grown up in the woods of Minnesota my whole life and nothing's ever thrown rocks at me before. So, uh, and these were like 50 cent piece size, silver dollar sized little stones. They were obviously not trying to hit us. Yeah. Uh, and so I opened my awareness to asked the question of what does this mean? And it, I got the very clear impression that I don't want you to walk this way. So I'm like, all right, so let's back up. So we backed up back onto the road. And uh, one of my teammates says, hey, let's do one of those Bigfoot calls. I'm like, yeah, go ahead. You do that. <laughs> <laughs> and so she did her big whoop, you know, and we waited to hear very quietly if something responded and what all of a sudden started happening was that something started walking towards us. And this was not, okay, so what, where I saw the, what I thought was a person, but wasn't a person. Yeah. Uh, and then the rocks were on the left side of the road. Something started walking towards us from the right side of the road. So a separate woods. direction. Separate direction. And now it's, and you can hear it. It's bipedal. It's got two legs. It's very heavy, heavy footfalls. Big sticks are cracking as it walks. And we're all pointing our cameras at it this sound we can't see anything because again paranormal investigators used to being investigating inside homes cameras were great for lighting up those homes in the dark didn't penetrate the woods very far at all yeah. those cameras did not work very well and we found that out that night so we couldn't see what was coming and 
you know, we didn't know what to do. Uh, so we're all just still pointing our cameras at it, trying to see anything, what's happening, what's coming. And then it was like that sound multiplied. And all of a sudden there was something identical coming at us from different directions all at once. And we were getting surrounded. And... Did you uh, feel any fear? If you, I feel my mind interrupting there for a second. But did you, in that moment, once you feel like, okay, there's more than one sound around us, was there any sense of fear at this moment? I mean, being I, in the woods in the dark? <laughs> I mean. Well, yeah, of course there was. And um, I, w- I had five, there was five of us that night. And okay. um, I was probably more comfortable being in the woods than any of them, to okay. be honest with you. And uh, I'm, a, I'm an empath, so I feel what other people feel. So I was feeling their fear very strongly and of course that makes me want to feel fearful too so i kept trying to have to cut off that sense and just try to feel what's happening here not them what's happening around us and i i really didn't feel that we were in danger when i did that but i was having trouble not feeling everyone else's fear because they were terrified and we literally circled up back to back facing out which i thought was a really good defensive stance we hadn't planned that i thought it was good that we instinctively just did that um, that was good. Yeah, and Ninja Turtle instincts just kicked in. We're like back to back. Everybody yeah. grab a sword, grab a stick. <laughs> yeah, we were we were ready. I don't know what we what we would have done really, but anyway. <laughs> True. Um, you, I mean, well, this is way more than we ever expected to happen. <clears throat> this is our first try, really. I mean, we didn't expect any of that. Um, I didn't even really think Bigfoot was real, <laughs> so this was all very shocking to me. Um. And, and so we're standing there. I don't, re- none of us knew really what to do. And uh, another girl said, Hey, Jen, do your tobacco thing. And I said, okay, well, we were on an Ojibwe Indian reservation. Other okay. people might know that as Chippewa, um, commonly more commonly known as Chippewa, but really the, the official name is Ojibwe. And I am part of Ojibwe. I do speak some of the language I've been named in a sacred ceremony. Uh, so, I pull out the tobacco in my hand and I start to pray out loud in the Ojibwe language and I introduce myself very formally with all of my spirit names and who named me and my family and my clan and 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 I thank the little people that in the forest and then I said which is thank you Bigfoot and as soon as I said thank you Bigfoot in the Ojibwe language everything stopped it stopped hmm. moving at all of them stopped moving towards us. They didn't like stop, back up, walk away. Everything just stopped. It was like, everything just stopped. And I was excited by that because I was like, they just responded to me saying, thank you, Bigfoot. And although the rest of the girls there didn't understand that's what I had just said, they heard me saying what they sounded like a bunch of gibberish to them. Uh, And to me, I'm just like, this is, this is exciting. This is awesome. They were just scared. Uh, and so then they're like, all right, so let's go check out that spot where we found the footprints earlier today. And I'm like, yeah, okay, let's go do that. So we jumped in the car and we drove away. And, <laughs> and, and the girls were very scared. And some of them said they didn't think they wanted to do this ever again. Uh, it was really? way scarier than they thought it would be. It's way more intense than paranormal investigations. Even Tammy, when I'm sorry, I'm going to say Tammy and I weren't on the team at that point. 
Right. They weren't. Is, and yeah. so this, so this is oh. what happened. Um, and so I was now hooked. I was right. obsessed. I wanted more. And none of these people, most of these people didn't want to or they didn't have time to get back out there. And I was like, Jenna, Jenna. And so I got together with Jenna and I told her what happened. She was so mad at me for not telling her before that and taking her along. Uh, and oh I told God. Tammy too. <laughs> yeah, it was so exciting. I told Jen, I said, I have to be a part of this. I just have to. I wanted the camaraderie and I wanted the yeah. friendship and, and, you know, getting out there, getting exercise. And there's so many other reasons for me to want to do this. Mainly is, oh my gosh, we could possibly find a truth that no one else has been able to prove. You know what I mean? So that's that's yeah. what got me gung-ho about it. What about you, Tammy? I'm just having some major issues over here. Oh, no, no worries. No worries. <laughs> um, no, I don't even remember what you said. I was dealing with something over there. <laughs> oh, I was just I just asked what got you excited about joining the team, other than the fact that certain people weren't there. <laughs> um, for me well you know i wanted to go out the first time i was asked but you know i didn't get to do that um for me i just wanted to have adventure and excitement and explore things and find new things you know that's that's my spirit i just need to constantly find new things and look for new things so this is right up my alley i was really excited to do it you know even though i had never had any experiences at the time you know i was definitely game for it so didn't, they only had to ask me once. <laughs> now, at this point in time, then, after you, so this is your first experience here, Jen. And was it within a couple of weeks or so that you were able to, I don't want to say recruit, but at least mention to Jenna and Tammy that this is what you were now doing and would be interested in having them part of the team? Was it all relatively within a couple of weeks? I definitely talked to Jenna like immediately. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> yeah. you guys were friends, been... right? If you guys yeah, known well, each other yeah. prior to this, correct? Well, I was friends with each of them. They didn't know each other. Oh, very cool. Okay. So I gotcha. I'm the reason that they came together and now they're buddies. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I gotcha. But yeah, I mean, Jenna and I were friends. And then Tammy and I, that's a weird story in itself, how Tammy and I have come together in our life. Um, I'm a, I believe personally that we pre-plan our lives before we're born and, uh, that people that we're supposed to be with do things with in our lifetime, um, that we're, we set up different times in our lives to meet them just to make sure that if we don't click and grasp each other the first time or the second time or the third time, that we have more opportunities to get with that person. And so the very first time I met Tammy, what were like 10 and 11 years old. And in the state of Virginia, I was visiting oh, my nice. dad who was in the Navy out there. Okay. And we met on the beach. Oh, <laughs> this is two little girls. <laughs> and she remembers me. I do. I even remember her swimsuit. I remember her standing there. <laughs> I was doing this. <laughs> I still do that. <laughs> she does. Jen's always doing this. Well, if I had that much hair, I'm going bald these days. But if I had that much hair, that's what I do too. I'd be flipping it around and you know waving it in the wind. So I mean, would you do that with your beard? Would you? Yeah, no, Mike. So Mike is the one. He's hiding it, but he, he might have even trimmed it. But his beard, when he lets it grow, that's why we always tease him. Like, he, 
I always tease he's part Bigfoot in him because he he can shave that beard, and I'm not joking. Within probably what would you say, Mike, a three weeks, have that beard back, roughly, uh, give or take. It's it's fast. Yes, might it's be pretty something. fast. <laughs> it but like, uh, but I don't know. Beards beards can take a while to grow. So yeah, especially William over there asking yeah. the last he shaved was straight. How long I ago? Trim up, I trim up. I've trimmed up twice since the quarantine. I've taken three inches off roughly each time, but I oh. I don't know. Yeah, but it doesn't grow in it as well as Micah's. Micah's is very beautiful, and you know. Oh, your both of yours are very luxurious. They look very healthy. Not a lot of beards <laughs> look healthy. I'll be honest. Well, but I was going to ask. Take care you of guys, them. You know. You have to. I know. Um. Do you have you guys ever seen the little braid that people are putting on? The little. It's like twenty feet. <laughs> And it's like, so I don't like it. <laughs> Have you guys ever thought about getting that done? <laughs> I don't think I've got enough. Mine would just end up being some little, <laughs> like, <laughs> knotted thing. He probably has enough to do it. But, uh, yeah, My no, I've never. I joked about braiding it, but uh, we, we haven't actually given it a legitimate try. <laughs> Well, if you don't want to do it legitimate try-wise, there are clip-ons. I found that out last night because I was watching some cops show, and I was like, oh, gross, what's on his chin? But anyway, enough about that. Sorry, <laughs> I guess we're doing an interview. <laughs> well, no right. worries. I was going to say, because for you, Jen, you didn't get to really meet us last week, so I'll give you a little bit of background on Mike, and I probably should have before the show, but Micah, we, as we explained to uh, Tammy and Jenna, him and I are kind of like yin and yang, I guess you could say. Uh, not in a bad way. It's a good thing, but... Like I'm much more, Mike. I'll let you. How would you want to word it? Because I don't want to. I don't want to paint you a bad picture. I, you know what I mean? It's not a bad picture, but he's just. Uh, he's a. You I, put it in your I, own I, words. William's more eccentric. Is that I'm sure I'm saying <laughs> that word wrong, but he's he's more like hyped about certain things. Say Bigfoot. He's. I mean, like last week he doesn't have it on now, but he had a. Uh, I'm Big so football champion of hide and seek mm-hmm. shirt on and everything. I mean, he had that way before this, you know, before we were going to talk to you guys. So he's already enthusiastic about it. For me, <laughs> I'm I'm way more of a skeptic. I'm very much like I would like to see more proof. I guess I know a lot of people have like pictures and that kind of stuff, but they're almost always blurry. Uh, it's very hard to make out what it is. Um, that kind of stuff. A lot of people talk about the the things that they've seen, um, and I typically don't don't get to see those. I actually haven't been on your website. I know last week when we when we spoke to you guys, you said you had a lot of pictures of different things on there. Um, I should definitely go there and, and check it out and see see what you guys have. But for me, it's it's I would need more of like a personal experience. I'd need to be sitting out in the woods and see Bigfoot walk past me for me to really believe it. Well, uh, then, darn it, get out there. What's stopping yeah. you? Your brother will bring you out. That's true. That's true. That's true. <laughs> See? Deep thoughts. But uh, just for you, Jenna, just so, or for Jen, I'm sorry. I, I'm going to mix that up a couple times tonight, guys. I apologize. <laughs> so, but for you guys to know that a little bit, like I said, um, it's part of our show. We have a very broad group of people that some are like myself. We're really open-minded to a lot of things. Doesn't always mean we're going to believe it, but we'll definitely for sure have that conversation. And both him and I will do that. We'll have a conversation about anything, but there's definitely more that uh, there are certain things I believe in that I don't have to see for myself and touch tangibly to know that it's real. 
Um, whereas Mike is just much more of a, I need to kind of touch it, feel it and smell it person, you know? And it, I think it brings a good balance to us, but just so while we're going along here, Jed, if you end up, if he asks you a question or something comes up, I just want you to know that's why uh, there's no, there's no like ill will there. It's just for our listeners and stuff too. We got to ask you at least, I have a couple questions for you guys. None of them are too hard, but he, we might get one hard question for you guys. You know what I mean? Along the way. So, you know, be prepared. We're ready to. <laughs> but anyway, so from from this first event, uh, this obviously you're hooked. You said you're excited about it. You go and talk to Jenna and Tammy. And then from that, what what was the process? Like? I mean, what were you thinking at this time far as were you convinced at this point for yourself? Was that the moment for you that it clicked that you 100 percent knew that I think Bigfoot is real yes, or was it prior? Me. OK, well specifically because I was asking to find Bigfoot and I was asking to sense that energy. And when I got a reaction to that, to, you know, to me, that would be like doubting my guides mm. for giving me an energy frequency that wasn't Bigfoot, you know, that I'm asking for. Um, and then, you know, in the process that, you know, for me, it was just very shocking and very inspiring and, I was so hooked. It was so, it was, I was becoming an adrenaline junkie about that. <laughs> and so I wanted to bring Jenna on the team. I still had some of these other ladies with me and they didn't want to do a lot of stuff because they were scared. So eventually they dropped off and um, we were able to bring Tammy in. It didn't work out the first time I wanted to bring her in, but it, later on it did. <laughs> uh, and I think there would have been some major clashing of personalities if Tammy had come on before that I mean we were already having clashing of personalities I think it would have just she's been putting a, that nicely I think it would have been like in a major nuclear bomb explosion had Tammy come on the team at that time I mean it would be you know yeah we we had some issues with some some of the others but uh, one in particular was like the ringleader. Um, but Phyllis. after that, it was bad. It was bad. Um, and, and you know, for a while, it made me wonder, do I even want to do this? But I wanted to do this. I just wanted it to be a fun time. Okay. And it became a fun time when it got to be us three. So it became a fun time. Well, it so, was also fun when, when Jen and I were doing stuff, too. But Tammy yeah. brought in a whole new lot of fun. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry, Jenna. It was fun when it was just me and Jenna, It was too. so much fun. It was still when fun. Tammy joined the team. <laughs> <laughs> I forget everything that happened before Tammy. No, we we had fun then, too. <laughs> but... <laughs> It's always a blast, no matter who's, which, if we're all three together, or just a couple of us, it's going to be fun no matter what. We really are, we mesh very, very well. You know, two is great, but three is so much better. Because I tell you what, there's some things Jenna and I did that really, if we had had a third person there, it would have been super better. There's um, something about the power of three. I mean, it's like, it's one of the universal numbers. There's some, there's strength in three, that's for sure. <laughs> Right, right. I mean, we did like a stakeout one weekend with the bears. We we immersed ourselves in with the bears in Minnesota, wow. literally. And, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know, I thought that I knew the area and I knew that there was like this chain link fence and I thought we could have our backs to it so that we could, you know, be observing them in the dark and whatever, whatever. And they had torn down that fence. So we didn't have that cover. <laughs> 
And so one of us is using equipment which burns your eye. You can't see anything when you take it away. And so one of us was using equipment. The other one was naked eyeballing everything so you could watch, watch for the bears. And literally, they would get really close before I could see them. I'm like, oh, turn off the light. It, it was so <laughs> dark during this time. Like, literally, you, you'd be looking outside. I don't think there was a moon out that night. If, if there mm. was, there was either covered with, no, it couldn't be clouds because it was so dark. You couldn't see anything. What, what, how many feet away was that bear before you said, okay, okay. the bear? He was like five feet away from me. Oh my god! Yeah, no, oh. he, he was getting pretty close before I could see him, and and uh, you know we were we were where they eat, you know, and uh, we were trying to get them used to us being there, and we had found a a what we believed to be a bigfoot built structure, uh, oh, a yeah. den like structure in mm -hmm. the woods that was less than a mile from there, like directly behind it, and through the woods and I'd heard reports of Bigfoot eating at garbage dumps in Canada on reservations and well they call them reserves up there but uh, I thought well you know the bears are here having a buffet uh, maybe Bigfoot is too so my whole idea was if we immerse ourselves here the bears will get used to us and maybe Bigfoot will too and just come on out and carry on as, as time goes on and the bears I mean they they accepted us pretty quickly, but you know, by the next weekend when I returned there, even the baby bears were coming up. Aww. Where they wouldn't come up when we were there before, they would stay out in the outskirts. But the second weekend that I was there, the baby bears walked in and looked at me and were like, "Oh, I know her." Yeah, they just continued on doing their thing. They wouldn't do that the weekend before. So, no. Jenna, you had mentioned, um, and again, I keep I keep, I keep saying last week, but obviously we don't have the recording, but we did talk prior, um, and you brought the structure up in particular. This, You said this was kind of your moment where it clicked a little more for you, or am I misspeaking on that part? Well, you know, I think you're thinking about the remote viewing. Um, it, That's right. It really made me believe in remote viewing. As far as Bigfoot, I guess I've been a skeptic the most of the time that I've been on the team until it, we were in Indiana. It was, we were coming back from Indiana or for um, an event and we were talking to a friend of ours and his name is Greg Yost. I don't know if you guys have heard of him. Mm. Squatch fam. Yep. Okay. Well, we had met him and he's, we knew like right off the bat, our energies were like, Oh, Oh, we love you. <laughs> you know? And he was showing us stuff. And, and this is a big burly guy. He's, you know, way over six feet. He's got like huge, I mean, he's just a big guy. And so we were out in the woods. We were on our way back because he had, he had brought us out to our special, his special spot because we needed a campground to stay in. We called him. He said, Hey, come stay at this, my special spot. So we did. We were like, Oh my gosh, this is so cool. Spot. Yes. I don't know. No, nothing weird or anything. <laughs> but, um, so anyway, we went out there. He was such a gentleman. He helped us build a fire that night. But anyway, after coming back from his little areas that he was showing us, Bigfoot areas that he was showing us, we happened to come along and Jen said, hey, that looks like a handprint. And we were like, what? And of course, I'm like, <gasps> booking it over there because I want to see it, right? I'm like, ah, yeah, right, whatever. And so I thought, because it was that, that it looked like that white, is it a mold that grows on trees? And I thought, no, that it's got to be that. So I came up and I looked at it real close and it wasn't. It was sand, like literally mm. sand. And I was like, what? And then, you know, my intuition just said, smell it. And so I just, 
and it stunk like fish, like fishy, <laughs> gross uh, grubs and you know. And at that moment, I made a realization that if you had bammed on this, like hit it, that sandy hand print would have just fallen off. Mm. It was fresh. You know what I mean? And at yeah. that moment is when I started saying, oh, my gosh, it gives me goosebumps to this day because I think, oh, my gosh, that was the whole changing part of of my being a skeptic. I know it seems like a silly way of of accepting it, but to me, that made a lot of sense because, yeah. oh, and also there were um, some riverbeds, some dried up riverbeds, but they were still really moist on the bottom. So. That's another that reason your, why. That was your aha moment then? Yes. You'd say that solidified it for you? Yes. Uh, like our friend Ted said, he was talking about, you know, you got to find an arrow to, mm. you know, find arrows to point to things. That was my arrow to my thought on, oh, my gosh, this could be real. Right. You know what I mean? So. And we, we always say, too, like, if for our listeners, if you guys are listening, because we have a couple of, you know, it, there's not a ton of them, don't get me wrong, out of the however many followers we have, there's only about eight or ten that are actually excited that like really talking about Bigfoot, right? That take it serious. But uh -huh. for anybody else, we always say that the same thing to happen for you there. It can't be something that I convince you of, right? It has to be something you come to a realization of for yourself, right? My Micah had talked about this last time when we first started the show. Uh, so I'm really big into like uh, UFOs and stuff, right? That's kind of really my hot topic. But any fringe topic I'm into. But UFOs have been a real draw for me for the last, I'd say, three years, right? Really started diving into it. And when we first started the show, he was like, not a chance. I have, you know what I mean? And I'll let him speak for himself now. But I think he even said last last time we talked there that you feel that that's changing for you a little bit, Micah? Or you, you feel that it perhaps is more evidence than what you initially thought compared to blurry photos and <laughs> blurry videos? <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, the more the more you you look into any any subject, really, the more you'll find out about it. Um, I mean, granted, you, I'm sure you just like any other subject, you're going to come across a lot of just BS that people put out there, which ultimately, obviously, hurts any type of real uh, evidence. But uh, I mean, is, if you can sift through all the BS and then you actually find something that for me in particular, the tick, uh, tick tack, uh, mm. UFO incident was, uh, I don't know. It was, it's very, uh, it's very believable to me, I guess. Um, you know, it's, 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 uh, a, I, I don't remember what he was on that ship, but a decorated Navy, uh, officer i believe he was of some sort uh was talking about it they have actual footage from the navy that kind of stuff so it's it's for me that's a little bit more legitimate than somebody with a cell phone talking about some lights floating around in the sky <laughs> and you know that's that's the kind of stuff that it really would takes for me to to kind of start being more interested in it and possibly thinking it's a possibility um you know what's funny about that, too, because we've gone on the CIA database a lot throughout our show because we're really big on trying to be even though our show deals with fringe. We want to give people paper, paper trail. Right. Same thing for you, ladies. I'm sure. And it sounds like your guys' hearts in the right place so that you're actually wanting to show evidence, too. You're not just going out and the three of you said that this happened with no evidence, as we'll get into here. But for us going on there and having that so people can trust you guys and understand, because I'm sure that you guys dealing with this particular topic 
Bigfoot or Sasquatch, whoever some might want to call me, has a lot of names, it seems like. Um, there's a lot of, like Micah addressed, people who hurt your guys' cause, I want to say in some ways, just for the sole purpose of either just to troll people or they want to, they want, they want it bad, right? They want it to be real, but they're not doing the work or they don't have the right motives. And that can really hurt your guys' process. But I will say, I searched the CIA database for any references to Bigfoot, and I was very disappointed to not find anything. There was only one project they ever ran, and it had nothing to do with Bigfoot. So I was upset about that. I was really hoping. I was like, I swear to God, it's got to be in there. <laughs> You'd be amazed. But you never know, because they had not pulled any of this evidence out for UFOs until just recently. It's true. So there, there's a lot of blacked out information. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, I, I absolutely agree with that. And I, I think, well, I guess before we really dive into Bigfoot, we should at least get to the third party of your, your team. Tammy, what was your induction to your guys' team as a whole? And I guess your moment where it clicked for you. Had you always been a believer yourself or had you even had an interest in Bigfoot? Bigfoot? Well, I mean, I heard of Bigfoot. You know, I seen i saw the footage of bob gimlin and uh, roger patterson when i was little and thought it was you know fascinating but i'd never gone looking for bigfoot so um when jen told me what they were doing and i was able to get onto the team i was really excited about it um obviously i still you know i had never seen one didn't have any experiences so i was just ex- i was excited about the prospect of it so i guess my my defining moment was when we were in Tennessee and we were uh, at an event and Matthew Delph of Micro had taken us up to his spot and we had, you know, got some hair samples and some photos and things like that during the day. But we went back at night, um, just us and Matthew, and we got FLIR footage, 13 minutes of FLIR footage of Bigfoot just sitting there you know he knew that I was there recording him and I knew he was there he didn't come towards us and we didn't go towards him he just let me record him and it was awesome because you never know what you're going to do in that moment you know when you come across a creature that's three times the size of you (laughs) if you're going to you know run or or what you're going to do so it was exciting and you know I was proud of myself because I didn't run I wasn't scared I was just trying to get the footage Oh, yeah, that's right. You were telling – that's correct because you, you said at first you thought somebody was – same thing as Jen's incident, right? You thought somebody was over there. You didn't realize what you were actually picking up at first? Well, Jen had remote view um, when we got up there, and she's like, there's one about 30 feet away. And so I got out with the FLIR, and it was my first time using it, and it was Jenna's. And I was looking through the FLIR, and I'm like, yeah, there he is. He's right there. And, you know, he's stretching and he's putting his arm up and you can see the hair hanging down underneath his arm and everything. And it was so cool. And I'm like, hey, how do I record this, guys? How do I record it? And they're not paying attention to me. <laughs> I'm like, hey, hello, how do I record this? Hurry up, hurry up. And finally, Jenna's like, oh, and she comes over, you know, and she pushes the button and um, it starts recording. And so we got the footage, but I would have really have liked to have him when he looked at his arm up because that I think would have been more defining for anybody else who saw the footage. I right. knew what I saw, but for everybody else to see it, I, I would have loved to have captured that too, because then they would be a lot more willing to accept it, the footage for what it was. So, but it was, it was awesome. Go ahead. I got to clarify something. She always says they were ignoring her when she says, how do you make this record? <laughs> I didn't know how to make it record. So when she was saying 
how do you make this record? I was looking at Jenna because Jenna was the only one who knew how to do that. Which and was so, not right. We should, I showed you guys the button. It's but Jenna's I, piece of equipment. She always turns it on record and hands it to me. That's what she does. I show you. You just don't watch. No, I don't want to know. Just turn it on. And that's what she does. But I will tell you, when things like that do happen, you know, it does seem like slow-mo. And it seems like minutes are passing by. And it wasn't minutes. It was just, you know, probably probably 50 seconds at the most i'm sorry but that wasn't that fast but it must have felt a long time but now i think i'm hoping they'll get to learn the equipment yeah. Yeah, that's that's probably going to be difficult for me because <laughs> i i'm really good at what i'm good at and then other things i'm like uh like yeah. directionally challenged you know well, which way is the elevator no, i don't remember there's uh, four <laughs> buttons on this clear so four yeah four but I it, was pushing them, but it was dark, so I couldn't read which ones they were. You know, I'm like, oh crap! Now I changed it from black, black hot to color, and I need to get it back. That wasn't the right one. And then I pushed another one. I'm like, this isn't working. Yeah, and when it I is mean, dark, it's true. You can't see no. those buttons. I wish they would illuminate. That would make that little machine work fabulous if it was awesome. illuminated. Yeah. That's why you're using it in the dark. <laughs> Give us something, some way to see it, please. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness no Sorry. just real quick then in case anybody wants to see this footage this is up on your guys's website correct and on your youtube on channel YouTube. as well on yeah YouTube. uh on their youtube channel is she squatchers official come subscribe click red subscribe um because we are in a subscribers race with another youtuber that oh yeah that challenged us <laughs> dared to challenge us uh, to... <laughs> dared <laughs> I think we had like 200 subscribers at the time. So it was like, I can beat these girls. And and (laughs) very publicly challenged us to a YouTube subscriber race that we were supposed to be at an event in Washington in April. And so whoever had the most subscribers at that time would win this race. Well, our event got postponed to October. So now it's a longer period of time. We're currently in the lead, but we need to like stay on top of this. So please come over and subscribe to our channel she squatchers official uh but on the on our channel is the that particular thermal video is called uh tennessee bigfoot night expedition perfect and uh i think we uploaded like six minutes of it and we cut out some parts because i'm telling you um i don't look good on night vision (laughs) 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 i'm like cut that out i don't want to be uh that's amazing and Jenna cut herself out too. Oh my gosh! It's like Tammy in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Tammy looks okay. good no yeah. matter what. Tammy and always looks good. So. She said that's fine. I don't care if I'm in there. And really, there wasn't much more than heads. But when you got, you know, you're looking like this, <laughs> <laughs> and we're like, you know, it's just, you're looking really bad. And then it enhances it by turning some like your fat white, you know, because or your fat black and your skin. This is the reason. This is the reason we grow beards. It hides all of that. That's why. Wow. We, that's the See, and now I'm jealous, but I really don't want to be. Oh, oh my goodness! There oh, you go. Yeah. Perfect. You guys do that. He might even see you, and uh, you know, think that kin folks come. <laughs> Anyways, if you wrap it up there, so. <laughs> I'm pretty tall. I'm a tall girl, so I could maybe pass. How tall were you? I'm like five. Nine, five, ten, depending upon. The oh day. wow! 
the, so real quick before we go oh sorry mike i was gonna say just real quick before we go beyond this i definitely want to uh for you guys that are wanting to look theirs up instead of if you're listening to episode stopping just go to the show notes at the very bottom here we're gonna have links to both their their official website and their youtube channel as well so you subscribe as that but just slide down there a little bit click on it and you'll be able to follow them so uh, Mikey, go ahead. Sorry, I just want to get that in there before we got too far beyond it. Uh, I, I did have one question, actually. Um, I, obviously, before coronavirus, uh, that which kind of canceled everything. Corona. Um, <laughs> I, like, how often did you guys actually go out? Like, is this like a monthly thing, or or do you guys get out there and and search as often as possible? Well, we're we're in Minnesota primarily, and you know, fifty below winters. I'm sorry, yeah. I just can't convince Tammy to do that. And <laughs> Oh, yeah. Tammy has. I don't like cold and I don't like snow. We did go out (laughs) in the snow, but it wasn't really cold. I don't I don't like to be cold. Yeah, it was like 30 (laughs) degrees in the snow. But uh, and and we went out. Jenna actually is a snowbird. So she goes to Texas Uh, for winter. So she's unavailable. Coward. You you got to dig in when it's cold. That's when that's when you find who you are. (laughs) I'll tell you. Recently, recently started like the past five, four or five years. But so I know what the cold is. I just choose not to be in it, you know, and and my mom had a had a um, condo and she said, oh, Jenna, will you come down with me? And I was like, "Okay, I'll take care of you, mom. So, yeah, that's how it all started. And we just we've been having a blast. And, yeah, I've gotten to avoid a lot of winters. And she goes down there and complains to us about how cold she is. Oh, but you know what? what? Literally in Galveston, there we're right across the road from an ocean. And if you've lived oh. by an ocean, you know when it's mm-hmm. 50 degrees, it's not a Minnesota 50 degrees. I'm outside in shorts in 45 degree weather in Minnesota, North Dakota. But there it's like it feels like another 15, 20 degrees lower. But anyway, enough about that. We'll Unless see, you have the so, lake effects around here, as I say, you get that too. So, I mean, it's I'm sure you guys get it right there in Minnesota as well. Mm-hmm. My favorite places to look are on Indian reservations in Minnesota. That's my favorite place to look. And right now, okay. my reservation is closed. They close the borders. They mm-hmm. have police on the borders. They do not let you in because of Corona. Yeah. They've closed the borders. So you, I mean, people can't even drive through there to get to to somewhere that they're going to. They they have to take an alternate road. They're not allowed to drive through the reservation. Mm-hmm. So we can't go up there, and that's like my favorite place to go and look for Bigfoot. We can't go there. And you guys, um, yeah. you guys do go at least once a month. Well, I mean, okay, when things were running normal. So, say last year, when you had a schedule of some sort, what was it then? Like roughly once a month. We were know? on tour, traveling from coast to coast for how many months out of the year? Seven. Oh wow. Yeah, but you know that doesn't mean we weren't doing and, anything. And when we would get out, we then we would get the opportunity to go squatching in those other locations. So gotcha. I mean, that has been fantastic and fun. You know I that gotcha. we we're able to go out in different states and, and try different things in different places. That's been fun. Um, and, and, uh, we went to Washington in November. We were there for like a week. Um, right and we got to go looking there and, and we, we were supposed to go back to Washington for a different event in April. Now it's going to be October. Um, and I, I believe we're going to be there for like a week and, and we're going to get to go up into the mountains and stay at a cabin. Hmm. At the bottom of a fire tower, which they used to have it manned 24 hours a day, but now they only have somebody there during the day because the cabin was getting surrounded at night by Bigfoot. 
Really? So nobody stays there at night anymore. But guess where we're going to be staying? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Double check the equipment. Make sure the recording is like the memory right? card. <laughs> yes. Learn how to use the equipment before you start. <laughs> exactly. Uh, we'll go through. No, I, I hear you. And listen, I've always said, too, that for you ladies, so let's just say you guys are out there and I'm, I'm sure something will happen. There's always something that seems to happen, whether it's major or not for everybody else. Because that's the thing. When we're sitting at our house in a comfortable home and in this day and age where everything is instant gratification, clickbait, I need 10 to 20 seconds, give me the whole story. It is hard to convey something that's happening in the woods that you're experiencing that's so much more versus me sitting here and just watching it, right? It, it, to be fair, to play devil's advocate, even though I'm just going to play devil's advocate for a minute. If you guys posted a video of, say, when those rocks were being thrown at you, well, then Mr. Uh, Negative sitting on the YouTube or just very critically thinking about it is going to go, well, who's to say you guys didn't have someone out there just throwing rocks, right? He's not there in the situation to realize, no, our entire group's right here. We don't have anybody up there. But I can understand. That's why usually when people get digging into it, I usually don't always get too mad at them unless they're just taking it too far, right? But like to ask the questions, I get it. It's fair. But I, I think people need to realize that until you've gone into the woods where it's dark and you can barely see your hand in front of your face and your little team is just here, this is it, and you're hearing things, that's a whole nother experience. So, I mean, like the old saying, at least try it, right? Go try it once yourself and then try to get an opinion on it, you know, that's educated, I guess. Micah, did you hear that? Did you hear your brother? Rubbing <laughs> <laughs> it in. A lot of times. That is true. He is a big outdoorsman. That is oh, true. He, that's good. That's awesome. he does enjoy his nature time. You so. know, that's one thing that I think we're all missing right now is getting out there in the woods. In fact, we are planning something hopefully going to be soon. We just want to be safe about it. And, you know, it'll be Op just three. Operation Slumber Party. Yes. You, go. you got a code name and everything. <laughs> oh, yeah. Guaranteed success now. <laughs> So really quick, I just want to. Good time. Can't stand <laughs> oh, you're it. fine. No, you're fine. I jump in the song all the time. Micah <laughs> yelled at me, so I stopped doing it. You're don't, not allowed don't, to sing on the show. <laughs> so, anyways, really quick, I just want to ask you guys: Is there any one other story you guys want to share from your personal adventures that you think's worth noting? And then I would like to kind of switch gears and jump into the Bigfoot lore a little bit and cover some of the backgrounds that way and some of your guys' own personal opinions on who and what you think Bigfoot may be. Oh, which story do we want to tell them? Do we want to tell them about the structure or do we want to tell them about the acorns? You know, if you've got more than one, you can cover it. I, we've got time, so it's up to you guys. Okay. So uh, I had received a report from uh, a native elder couple that came to have breakfast with me when I was up on my reservation. We're doing some, I worked at some contract work up there. And uh, they came to have breakfast with me and they said, Jen, we heard that you're looking for Bigfoot. And I said, yeah. And do you have any stories for me? Like, I like to collect traditional Native stories, too. Yeah. And they said, well, I, I, we had an experience we, we want to share with you. I'm like, okay. And so they told me about their granddaughters had uh, that lived with them, were out in the woods playing like they usually did. And they came back really excited about this really cool fort that they found in the woods. And so they're describing it. And um, he thought that seemed very odd. So he says, take me out there. I want to see it. So... The girls brought him out to this fort. And we're talking about nine-year-old girls now that, you know, into the woods behind their house. And when I say the woods behind their house, the woods goes on for miles and miles, right? Yeah. <laughs> so um, 
And then he took him out there and he said literally something had pulled two trees out of the ground, roots and all, and teepeed them together with the roots in the air. And the then, roots? So the roots yeah. themselves from the ground are up in the air? Yeah, like this. Wow. And he said you walk underneath that and you just keep going until you see the Hogan structure. And I said, what is what is the Hogan structure look like? And he said, uh, it's kind of like a wigwam. It, it's kind of like a wigwam, but uh, it, it's 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 not necessarily round. You're you're not you're not new to Tammy. <laughs> uh, so uh, sorry, I had to hang up to come back because oh. I I couldn't see anybody. Oh okay. Oh, oh there you are. You're coming back up now. There she is. So he was describing that you, you go into the keep going into the woods until you see the whole structure. And I said, what does that look like to you? And and he said, it's kind of like a wigwam, which is a round structure that's made out of bending trees into the ground, you know, and, and then they put tarps over the top. But he said, this is literally just like trees stacked and weaved together and nothing is tied or nailed or anything like that. Native built structures that are natural, like wigwams, they tie them together with ribbons hmm. or twine, but usually ribbons, red ribbons. Um, and, uh, they, they would hang couple of colored ribbons in the trees. I mean, there's always like signs that this is something native and there was none of that. It was just trees stacked, weaved together, very articulately, very delicately created this, this structure. He said it was very large. It was rectangular in structure. It had a doorway that, but no door, but you walk into it and there's this whole area that where it was cleaned out and something could many somethings could lay down at the back of it on the ground there there was a hole in the ground that led down into a tunnel slash cave area and so that just real quick to ask i'm sorry i just want to kind of get a visual picture for our listeners too so with with the shelter built you you could enter that right like did you yeah. have to duck down or anything or were you able to yeah. openly okay yeah you duck down and, and it's probably the... like six feet tall inside Maybe. Okay. And then the dugout part was beyond where the, it, the structure was? It was inside of it. The hole in the ground was at the back. Okay. I and got so you. Perfect. The granddaughters actually went down in there. Oh, wow. <laughs> when they Brave. found it. Yeah. And so <laughs> I think that's the part where he went, take me out there. I want to see this. So I think right. when he heard there was a hole in the ground up the way, he's like, I want to see this. So he had the girls take him out there. He looked at it. He didn't go down into that hole. He said he could have fit into that hole um, easily, but he didn't. And he was just terrified, literally, when, when the girl showed him this. Because he said the only thing that he could fathom that made that is Bigfoot. It's the only option. That was the only option. And he said whether or not Bigfoot still lives there, something else could have moved into it even if Bigfoot isn't still there. And his granddaughters went down into that cave. <laughs> into that. And he says, I feel like we almost lost our granddaughters that day. You know, yeah. and he was very scared. And now these are native people. I mean, we're very high blood quantum. I mean, they're very traditional people. Uh, if you're raised on the reservation that way, you're taught that everything in the forest is your relative. Even the blades of grass is your brother and your sister and the trees and the animals. And so there, you know, literally, you have this relationship that's created around you with stories and and interaction with the with nature that you literally feel like you're surrounded by family, even if you're all alone in the woods. And um, I always felt so safe in the woods. I never felt scared ever, yeah. and I'd be alone in the woods as a kid. I mean, I never felt afraid. Um, and so 
all of a sudden he's teaching his granddaughters to be afraid. In the, he's like, don't, don't go by this ever again. If you see something like this, you never, ever come near it and you come tell me right away. And, and I thought that was very, very interesting. So we wanted to go out there and check it out. Well, I knew where he lived and, uh, and I, we were going to go up there and it was during a powwow and he has a drum group. So of course he couldn't leave the, the powwow. Yeah. So we went to the powwow and I'm asking for directions on how to find it. And <laughs> there's all these little trails that they dug out in the, in the woods for just their personal use to get down fire, down trees for firewood. And they're very barely drivable, barely drivable. It's less than a minimum maintenance road. It's not even listed as a road. It's created by the locals, you know, uh, and these little paths like weave in and out of the woods. Right. And um, so he's trying to give me directions on how to drive these little trails in the, in the woods. And literally he wanted us to walk it because that's what they did. And we, we drove, but there was, there was one time where he says, you turn, you turn right there and he pointed left. <laughs> You're right. Said, this is what he was looking at. I he said, was... okay, so you just said you turn right there and you pointed left. So is it a right turn or a left turn? He goes, yeah, you turn right there. <laughs> and <laughs> I'm trying to write this down. And mm. I'm just like, I'm really, un I'm not sure. Did you mean to turn the car right or, or left? And he's like, yep, you turn right, right there. And he can't do that. So I was like, not sure if we were going the right way or not. It really wasn't. And uh, so we, we were having trouble finding it. We never did find it that day. Uh, but I had known that we were going up there. So I started remote viewing the, the woods behind there. And that whole area back there, I started remote viewing. And I, something popped out. And so what happens is I'm looking at Google satellite imagery. And what we do is call we call it geographic remote viewing because it's different than controlled remote viewing, which is what most people do, uh, where they're, that was created by the government, literally, yeah. to spy on people. And it's very effective. And, mm -hmm. and they can test it. It's, it's very scientific, really. Even though it's a psychic ability, they can, they can give you a score and your accuracy level and all that. But, you know, they're looking at targets that they don't know what they're looking at or where they're looking at. And for me, that doesn't really serve my purpose to be having somebody do that with me because I want to know something about a specific location. So I'm looking at Google satellite imageries. I'm looking at an area from above and I'm asking questions. And what I see on the picture of this image changes in response to my question. So it's all about asking the right question. And, and so in this particular case, I was asking, is Bigfoot here? Is Bigfoot here? Can you please show me if there's a Bigfoot here? And is there any Bigfoot evidence here that we could collect? And so all of a sudden I see this Bigfoot face appear and it looks aggressive and I'm kind of feeling scared of it. And it's a very large area and it like showed me its territory. And then I asked, is there any Bigfoot evidence here that we could collect? And then a whole another area lit up that was like 200 feet away from that. This whole huge area just lit up this golden color. And uh, so I'm like, okay, so when we couldn't find, when we were having trouble following those directions, turn right here and point of left, we couldn't find it. Uh, we decided, okay, we're losing daylight. Let's go and look for the spot that I remote viewed. I was excited to go there to see what was there. Uh, and Jenna had never participated in a remote viewing experiment like this before. She it was new to her. For me, I had been doing it for years. I trusted it 100% because I knew that when I see something there, there's something there. I knew that. 
But this was new to her. She didn't really believe in that. She was very, very considerate and didn't say that out loud. But you could tell. I believed in Jen, though. I believed in Jen. That's why I was like, okay, I'll try it. <laughs> Just saying. I believe You in could her. tell that Jenna was not on Millie. Really, like, <laughs> yeah, let's go. So I'm like, there's a Bigfoot there, and there's evidence there. And when we get out of the car, it's going to be this way 100 feet. And then this way, it's going to be within 100 feet. There's going to be evidence that we can collect. And I'm like, are we ready? And, you know, and <laughs> they're just like, yeah, okay. And I'm like, <laughs> And my whole strategy was get drive up, get out of the car and boom, we're there. Surprise. Right. Because if anyone else is walking up on this, they're just, they're not looking for anything in particular. They're not there like, Hey, Bigfoot, we're here. Um, But I mean, I'm seeing the Bigfoot is here. This is there's stuff right here. And we're going to jump out of the car and be like, surprise. That was our, my whole strategy. Well, Jenna's like, not ready. Yeah. learning no, curve and again time is not moving that fast but it seems to Jen I think that this all happened Ever. over a 10 minute period but it was really like 30 seconds to a minute seriously oh, I and promise so, Jen yeah yeah so we get out of the car and I had already said you know if we get out of the car to the right within 100 feet we're in that aggressive male territory if we get out of the car to the left it directly uh, there is that area that lit up with Bigfoot evidence that we could collect. I'm not sure what it is, but let's go find out. So we were going to go do that. Well, while Jenna wasn't ready, I decided to look into the woods towards the right where the aggressive male was to see if I could see anything over there. And so I'm standing there looking and I took a couple steps and here all of a sudden there's rocks coming at me. Mm. Jenna missed all that because she, <laughs> she missed it. <laughs> And then the other girl that was with us, Nikki, she was the one driving the truck that day. And she was planning to stay in the truck because she wasn't feeling well. And it was 96 degrees. And it was so uh, Screw that. Screw that. I If it reaches 75, 77 degrees in my house, I'm done. I, I Like 65 for forever or 68 and I'd be good. So 90, 90s, I'm done. I, I don't do 90s. I, it's hard for me. And then and I, it's hard for me. But we were wearing clothes from head to toe. Yes, we oh, had turtlenecks. I mean, we oh, have ourselves. <laughs> because there, so we, up there in that area is this new uh, invasive weed called um, wild parsnip. And if, you, uh, if it touches your skin, it will burn you and scar you. Wow. Well, that's, yeah. uh, that's a rough little plant. Or weed. <laughs> we walked through it. <laughs> so yeah, you had we... to have clothing on. So, Makes I mean, sense. We were even wearing gloves and, you know, making sure that we didn't get it on our skin. You can tell the story, Jen, if you want. Go ahead. Tell the story. <laughs> no, do it. You... Do it. Oh, that story. Jenna. I, maybe we shouldn't. No, what you can. Listen, <laughs> we have talked about all kinds of stuff on this show. One of our sayings, I don't even know how it would fit it into the show. I've always been pretty professional, as professional as possible when we had people on here. We have a saying that I've said on every single show, and I don't know how to properly fit it in on this show and not sound like a dick. So if you have something to share that you think is like crossing the line, go ahead, go for it. We'll just mark it well, as a... Uh... <laughs> I don't know if it's necessarily crossing the line, but um, in during that time that we were out there, like Jen said, we were covered fully. We had our turtlenecks, our long sleeves, our gloves, our long sh- I mean, so we are completely, it is hot outside. And I happened to think that day that wearing a sticky bra, that morning, wearing a <laughs> sticky bra, and that's something that looks like this, that you just pop yeah. like that. 
Well, and then I put my thinnest cuddle duds on because I thought, okay, I really want, I don't want to like sweat to death. And who knew we were actually going to find anything. So we're out there and right. Huh? Well, Jen did, Jen did. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't. But seriously, so what what happens is I go, I'm ready to go out there. And this is in the time that Jen's like, hurry, hurry. And my bra was kind of slipping. So I quick just went and I took it, pulled it out of my shirt. And I thought, screw it. It's just going to fall off anyway. So I go out there just in the thinnest cuddle that there are. And we end up finding not only a tower, but a den-like structure that is the best evidence and best, coolest thing we've ever found, ever. And I'm finding out that Jen actually was right about remote viewing. <laughs> so this is like mind blow. So I didn't even care what I looked like. I was just like totally in the moment. So we were so excited to look at everything that happened and, and we were going over it. And I was like, <gasps> Jen, my tots. <laughs> oh my gosh, you could see right through the shirt. I was so embarrassed. I said, Jen, we can't use this. And she goes, we have to use this. This is the best evidence ever. And I said, no, 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 no. I said, if this was you, you would not play it. I mean, you saw every lump a bump in my tummy, my the lumps and bumps everywhere. This, the, the thinnest cuddle duds are see-through. Mm. So be careful out there if you go, don't wear, at least wear bra with your cuddle done thing. No sticky yes. bras allowed. And yeah. no same for, yeah, and then she said, okay, after this, it's a rule. You For number one, you have to be camera ready. And number two, <laughs> you have to wear a sports bra when we're out in the field. And I and agree with that. It does not come off. It does yeah, not come off unless come I take mine off. Yep. There you and go. That never happened. <laughs> so yeah, that was like one of the worst times because it was such great evidence. So we tried to cover it up ourselves with you know the like the little um what do they call them like blinding little blurry little, yeah yeah I yeah like the blurry bl yeah it looked really bad and you could pretty much still see it it just made it blurry <laughs> yeah so, so upon so professional uh, upon discovering this it, then. Yeah. What did so upon discovering this though? Did you guys document as far as pictures and and videos besides? The oh yeah, Jenna was in most of it. Though. <laughs> she, she, I was videoing Literally. and Jenna was in it and exploring and you know she was my measuring stick basically and so I mean we oh, got I was some laying down. Yeah, I was on like, my <laughs> knees. And we you know we take fun pictures too. Oh my so, god. Yeah. So you. <laughs> I, mean, I was just distraught she's like you can't use it she's like why didn't you tell me and I'm like what are you talking about I'm still not seeing what she's talking about because even when we watched the video I was still looking at everything that was in the in the picture that wasn't her because I know what she looks like I, I was looking at you know, the structure the fence the I mean everything that we that we videoed there I was looking at that every time we watched the video she's like Jen why didn't you tell me and I'm like what are you talking about you look fine Look at that. That's so cool. <laughs> and then and then I'm like, look at me. And she looks at me and she goes, oh, shoot. People are going to um, think Jenna. they uh, clicked on some like weird uh, Sasquatch porn of some sort. And be like, what did, yeah. What is pulling up right now? What is this? Yes. <laughs> She's like, look at this measure. <laughs> right? Oh. She's like, oh, oh she, God. <laughs> she literally did that. <laughs> Well, I guess no. Trying to like hold my arm up and show measurements, you know. 
I guess live and learn, right? We don't have really great evidence of that exactly. Um, We did go back (laughs) another time. Uh, But yeah. So real quick on that, you said you did go back another time then? Now, was the structure that it seemed to still be in place? Or I I guess if we could a little bit of detail, did you feel like there was something living there? Was it just an old structure? Please cue the Twilight Zone music in this moment. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Because this is where it gets really creepy. Now, we were on my reservation, which is a closed reservation. You cannot just get out of your car and walk up through the woods unless you have a tribal member with you or you are a tribal member. And um, right now I'm becoming a tribal member, but I wasn't then. And so we needed to have somebody with us. So finding with somebody that would go with us at that was finding proving to be difficult. So we finally got somebody that would come with us. And uh, we get out there. And I still had the GPS coordinates, right? Mm. We get out there, and we walk up to it, and I am convinced this isn't it. Jenna was convinced this isn't it. It was it. I mean, there was total something was going on. I was like, this isn't it. It, it. It must be over here or over there. And so we kept, like, diverting. And then I'm like... No, so then we like walked back out to the trail and walked around and I came at it from behind it. And it wasn't until I came at it from behind it that I was like, why didn't I think that this was it before? Like the the whole confusion wore off and we're like, what's going on Hmm. here? And that process was time, 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 time. And the whole time in my head, I kept thinking we need to walk deeper into the woods. Now I knew it was only 75 feet off the trail. 75 feet off the trail. And I kept thinking, we need to go deeper. We need to go deeper. None of this makes sense. Um, And that we were all feeling just so out of it, really. And and this has never happened to me before. And uh, so that was very strange. But by the time we realized this is the structure, this is, this is it. It was starting to get dark. Gotcha. Now, were you with them at this time then, Tammy, or no? Was it all three of you guys? No, it was it was Jenna and I and our guide. I got you. Okay. And uh, our guide was a male, and he brought his own cameras and whatever. He wanted to see the spot. He's like, yeah, I want to see it. I want to see it. So we took him out there. And uh, we parked further away down the trail than where we had before. And um, he was actually driving the car on, on the trail. And... Uh, so we get out there and we're, we're, we're now we've decided, yep, this is it. It looked a little bit different because some of the bigger parts of it that were up higher had been taken down and we couldn't see where it was because it was underneath all the leaves. It was in the fall and literally it was deconstruct part of it was deconstructed because beams that were going this way were now laying this way on the ground. There's no way mm. that it fell that way. It didn't fall that way. It, somebody had to take it down. And so the feeling that I got from it after, you know, we realized what's going on here, I, I felt like they took it down for the winter. Because gotcha. without the foliage there, you could have seen it from the from the trail. They would have been able to spot that. So I think that they deconstructed it for part of it for, for the winter. Um, and so all of a sudden we're there. It's now getting dark. We have plenty of equipment. We have all kinds of equipment that can see in the dark. And we have like buku flashlights. I have a flashlight that has that will take a six month charge. 
It was fully charged. It'll stay charged for six months and it'll light up the forest. And so we have that. And so, okay, it doesn't matter. Sun's going down, no problem. We got light. <laughs> we, I still wanted to take video of the structure. Uh, so we start getting our cameras out and cameras ready and everything starts dying. Like my flashlight all of a sudden was dying and it was fully charged. Hmm. And that flashlight works just fine today. So it's not like it broke. It's still working just fine today. But all of a sudden it was dead. And it, so what happens is you turn it on and it'll be on and then it turns right back off. So you have to turn it on again. So it's like this flash, flash. You have to keep turning it on. Where it normally you can turn it on and click the button and it'll stay on. You can put it down. Yeah. And then, you know, you can illuminate a whole area. Kind of getting some parallels to uh, a couple weeks ago, we covered uh, Skinwalker Ranch, and that seemed to be a reoccurring theme for them where equipment would fail at just the most inopportune moments, you know? <laughs> so. And, and we did experience a little bit of that when we first found it, because when we first found the structure, Jenna was wearing a GoPro camera on her forehead, and she had it set to record video. Yeah. And somehow or another, somehow or another, it switched to just taking random photographs and all of those photographs were blurry. And all she had this really expensive camera. Every photograph she took was blurred. Yeah. My equipment was working great. I did not walk inside the structure. I got Jenna you. walked inside the structure and all of her equipment stopped working right. My GoPro, and, I literally had it. It was on. It was perfect inside that structure. I should have. I should have been able to capture everything I saw, and I didn't. Why is a question. So, bringing that up a little bit, if you guys don't mind, just to be fair to my some of our listeners, I know for sure. Uh, well, Micah probably would ask this question, but he's being really nice. I'm not sure or what, what's going on there. I'm sure he's curious. But to be fair, we have to ask the question. Definitely. Is it possible? That with going back, that perhaps people had moved it. You know what I mean? Were there anybody? You know, I'm, I'm trying to ask so we can, for those that are listening, they're going, what if this is on a reservation? What if there was just some kids or teenagers in the area that just built this and now they're relocating it, moving it around? So, what are kind of your opinions or thoughts on that? That's a good question. And we did talk to the elders about it. Okay. Okay. And uh, the tribal elders all agreed that this was something that Bigfoot made. And the reasons are many. Okay, number one, it wasn't tied together. Everything native built is tied together. It's okay. if it's if it's made out of natural products like that, it's tied. Um, the other part is that the way that they hunt there uh, is not like hunting anywhere else. It's a closed reservation. There is no deer hunting season. Every day is deer hunting season mm -hmm. there, and the way that they hunt is is not necessarily legal in the rest of the state. So nope. <laughs> uh, the way that they hunt is usually a guy on a, is driving a truck, and there is one to three guys standing in the back of the truck with their rifles balanced on top of the cab of the truck and they shoot from the moving vehicle. So if you are in the woods near a drivable trail, you probably should be wearing orange. And so if they you just have, shoot anything that's moving. <laughs> my great grandparents got shot. Oh jeez. Oh man. No, my hey, orange is a big thing. That's important to I warned them before we went to the reservation that this is how they hunt there just because I didn't want them to get scared because the first time I saw it myself I was afraid yeah um, because I was in the woods and I didn't think that I should have to wear orange in the woods and then until this truck came with 
people with rifles pointing at me. Um, and my hair looks like the same color of a deer hair. Right. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my God, I'm going to get shot. You know, yeah. <laughs> no, it's it happens all the time. It really does. Every year, somebody is usually one person gets hit in the woods. So, I mean, it's it's not impossible. I just I at least had to ask that question because I know, that, you know, we like I said, we have a mixture of people listening. There's some that are thoroughly enjoying this and there's some that got to be asking that question at least. So to be fair to them, even though, you know, like I said, I'm playing devil's advocate. I had to at least ask you uh, what well, their thoughts on it were. Um, thought that it could be like a hunter's blind and, and the question that we, we asked that question, could it have been a hunter's blind that they built? And the elder said, no, we don't hunt like that here. Yeah. <laughs> True. And if you did, I mean, in the off chance that somebody wanted to do that, they wouldn't put it there 75 feet from a drivable trail. That's just stupid. You're going to get shot. True. <laughs> so um that just it, and and the, the the fact is that the tribal dnr finds these types of structures quite often and okay. what they say is they just back away they back away because they know who and they respect who built that so i guess that would be a good point really quick to segue into i guess um the lore of Bigfoot. And I, I know that you guys may have your own different opinions. I know last time we talked with Jenna and them, they had kind of their own thoughts. So if you guys wouldn't mind, I guess, uh, whoever might want to go first, I don't know if you guys all agree on the, I guess, history of Bigfoot, or if you have differing opinions, that's fine. I don't care who goes first, but just give a feel of kind of background a little bit on him up to where we're at now. And then your thoughts on Maybe why, why, to be fair, why has it been so hard to find evidence for those that are just listening, those that are not in the woods? What's the big deal, right? Why are we not getting footprints of this giant creature? Why are we not finding hair that's being tested and proven? Why are, you know, just the hard questions that I'm sure you guys have faced along the way. And um, I guess we can, we can maybe, Tammy, do you want to go first? I can, I can pull you in. We've been leaving down there in the corner. <laughs> Nobody yeah, puts uh, nobody puts Tammy in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't want to put her in a corner. Uh. <laughs> She'll kick your butt. <laughs> um, for me, like like I say, I always have to pre prelude my view with my, my views are my own. They are not the views of the team. And don't hold it against the team for my views. So that being said. <laughs> um, I really think that Bigfoot is an interdimensional creature. I, of course, he can be physically here, but I think that he can move through many realms, all realms, and I think that he travels through portals, and I think that uh, the reason that we can't really find th things, you know, bones and more evidence and everything is because that they can go through portals, you know, and I, I'm not sure with all of it, you know, is there portals only in specific places? You know, some people say yes. Can they create their own portals? I don't know, you know. I guess I haven't been able to ask him yet, so <laughs> I can't really speak for them. But um, I really think that they are, you know, very highly intelligent. A lot of people think they are also connected to the aliens. And, you know, I'm not, I'm not sure about that, but I'm not against the idea that it may be possible. Again, I have, haven't been able to ask him yet. So, you know, when I get a conversation with one, I'll be happy to fill you in on that. But I really think that they're just interdimensional beings and I, they're very high intelligence and you know they can communicate to us um with their with their mind i mean mind speak if you want to use that that term um but yeah i think that that they're definitely interdimensional and i think that uh, there's going to be a lot more evidence especially with the alien footage coming out now there's going to be evidence coming forward of uh, them being connected to bigfoot but that's my view 
what is your if you don't mind me asking just really quick to wrap up with you at least on your end of it what is your main reason for the belief of interdimensional um well i know that um the one footage that they had taken pictures of and everything at the uh um gravel pit they followed the footprints upstairs up upstairs up the hill and at the top of the hill it was flat and then there were circles within circles and there were sets of these circles and the footprints just stopped, you know? So where did it go? And for me, when I see, you know, things like that, it reminds me of petroglyphs on, you know, on rocks and things, cave paintings from a long time ago, that this is either a portal or, you know, maybe a, a, a spaceship that came down because there was more than one set of circles within circles. So for me, it can't, they couldn't just disappear. It's not like they stepped off into the grass or something. It was the top of a gravel pit. They, they didn't go down the other side. It was just gone. Interesting. No, I I, I hear you there because, and I'm sure you ladies know this more than I do. That's why we brought you guys on to talk about this because there's no way, shape, or form an expert on any of this. But it is funny. And a lot of the stories, even when people have found evidence, how they'll, they'll find a single print or a print up and then a partial of another where it's just literally looks like it's dissipating into nothing. Um, so I, I do think that there's elements to that, that I, I personally subscribe to a little bit. Um, and then, you know, just, we don't ultimately know, right? Like, I appreciate that you said, listen, these are my points. <laughs> you know, this is my point of view. I think anybody comes out and is like, listen, I am the expert. I've got all the answers right here. Yeah, maybe, maybe not. <laughs> you know what I mean? But uh, I, I appreciate your input on that. And um, do you, do either of you kind of subscribe to her idea or do you both have differing opinions yourself between Jenna and Jen? Jenna, you can take this and I'll, then I can, we all have different opinions. Okay, perfect. <laughs> Same. I mean, that's. <laughs> um, as far as what I think, I think that this is, okay, if, before I really started seeing the evidence and starting to believe, I really thought this was a creature. I thought it was more of a primate versus um, a humanoid uh, peoples kind of a thing um with all the information or with all the information and things that we've found i've and people we've talked to and things we've learned i've really changed my mind to think that these are people um they're they're a clan of people um as far as their history there are um hieroglyphs in the past right jen are they hieroglyphs Petroglyphs. Petroglyphs, sorry, I always mix mm -hmm. that up. They're petroglyphs that have Bigfoot on them or what it looks like Bigfoot. So I don't know how far it goes back and if this is exactly what it means. If it is Bigfoot, Jen knows a lot more about that. But I do think that it's a flesh and blood. I do, however, think that it probably is capable of a lot of the um, more psychic things. Mm. You know, so I'm... I'm I'm thinking that they have the capability, I think, um, because if humans can do it, why not they? You know what I mean? And yeah. they're not so smashed with things in their mind, thinking about groceries, this, that, this, that. They're free to use what they have. And I'm sure they're, if they're using things like that, they're, I mean, and plus they're teaching, they're, they're teaching um, verbal words. I, this just all leads me to think that they're more of a people. Sorry. I was like, blah, blah, blah. No, don't get it no. out. Right. But there's no yeah, right I or just... wrong answer <laughs> when you're, when you're expressing your opinion, you know, I, I always appreciate people just being honest, right. Uh, versus just the cookie cutter answer. Um, you know, I hope that some of the questions we've asked you guys haven't been just the generic, you know, here's the standard Bigfoot questions just for that reason. I like, I like, 
things to be thought about a little differently and getting all these feedbacks from different people. It might resonate or re- is that right? See, I always remember words too. Um, with them and they're, they're maybe get them going on the, the uh, thought process of looking at some of this up. So for you, you believe then that they have always been a species that we just diverged from over time. You know, I think so. I, I, I don't know anything. Like you said, there are no experts, but from my belief, I think that they've always been here with humans and they've just didn't, I mean, look at us. I wouldn't want to meet us if I was them. I mean, we're murderers. (laughs) We're, I mean, you know, you look at what they're seeing in the woods and uh, them, I mean, we're ruining their, their lives. We're taking their trees They're You know, they, they watch us destroy ourselves and the world. So yeah, I, I understand. So, Jen, you've got, she's got a wonderful explanation. Here we go, Jen. Here we go. This is with the okay. truth. <laughs> yeah. Again, we all just have varying opinions of what we think that that is going on here, and then mine isn't for sure either. So, you know, I'm I'm glad that we can come together with different ideas and 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 work harmoniously. So that's always a good thing. Um, but you know, I'm part Native American, and even though I had heard Bigfoot stories from the tribe. And I usually would hang on every word that my elder said. Anytime he said Bigfoot, I glazed over with blah, blah, blah. Which <laughs> now I'm just like, why did I do that? Uh, now I want to hear what he said. And I can't because he's passed away now. But because um, uh, then I've gone back to other people. I'm like, can you tell me what he said? I know I was there, but I wasn't listening. You know? <laughs> and, and uh, you know, so that's sad. But. Um, I just didn't really believe in big, I just didn't, it wasn't a real thing in my head and, and it just glazed over. I was closed to the idea for a long time. And now here I am like fully believing that Bigfoot is real and Bigfoot's out there and I want to understand what Bigfoot is and, you know, all that. Um, and so here's what I think. I think Bigfoot is a flesh and blood creature. Uh, but I do think that like humans, there are some of them that are gifted. Okay, so there's like the regular Joe Bigfoot, and then there's the gifted Bigfoot. So I think that some of them have some psychic abilities that that the maybe all of them don't have that. Um, and maybe that includes portals. I don't know. Uh, but I can tell you that some of the evidence that we found kind of supports that they do do that. Um, like, like she talked about the gravel pit, which we didn't even share that story with you, but we found footprints. I felt the energy pull me. We were driving 55 miles an hour. Oh, yeah. And, my, and uh, oh, oh, she told you that before. Well, yeah, but you can share it because obviously nobody's going to know what we're talking about. But yeah, you can share it. Yeah, you guys were driving along. You were like, tuck and roll. Here we go. <laughs> yeah. So uh, somebody else was driving and I opened my psychic awareness fully because uh, sometimes when I say that, people are like, what do you mean you open your awareness? You don't normally open your awareness when you're driving. Not my psychic awareness, because that's not in the physical world. You shouldn't drive a car and be psychically open because you're not physically in the physical world to be operating machinery like that. So I always like it when somebody else can drive so I can open and then feel. And so um, we were driving 55 miles an hour to a location. And all of a sudden, I felt that energy frequency that I had felt before that identified as big, that identified as big, but energy and it pulled me to the right, and I screamed, stop the car. We need to get back in that woods back there. There is there is something back there. And, 
you know, they're like, what? <laughs> and like, turn the car around. We need to get back into that woods over there. The really cool part about being on my reservation is that the land is held in trust by all the members of the tribe. Nobody owns the land. So you don't have to stop and say, who owns this parcel of land? And can we get permission to go there? We don't have to do that. As long as you are a tribal member, you have one with you, you can go there. Um, so, I mean, it really makes everything a lot simpler for us. And uh, especially when we're driving and all of a sudden I'm like, hello, there's something back there. <laughs> turn around, let's get in that woods. And um, so we, we turned around and we found a way to drive back there. And behind this little section of woods, there was a gravel pit that we didn't know was back there. And clear as a day, there was these footprints going up this steep hill. I mean, literally, it was like this. And it was a really tall gravel pit hill. And, and there was these massive footprints that walked up this hill. And whatever it was did not put its hands down. It was two feet, very huge feet with five toes. And Jenna and Nikki tried to climb up oh, yeah. next to these footprints and it was quite entertaining um <laughs> i didn't do it i stayed on the ground yeah uh, she watched she watched us it looked bad from bad <laughs> from <behind>. team leader <laughs> team leader i was directing yeah go up there <laughs> thank you <laughs> no uh literally i probably couldn't have climbed that hill to be perfectly yeah. honest with you uh we, uh, so uh, I, I was doing camera from the ground. So uh, Nikki and Tammy were crawling and literally they would they were on their hands and, and feet and they would take a step up and they would literally slide back down. Mm. And, you know, there is no way that either one of them could have walked up there like this did like that. Yeah. With its footprints. There's no way. Uh, because they struggled just to get up. I mean, it took them a long time to get to the top of that. So now are you saying that you feel like the prints almost look like they touched but didn't fully commit into the ground to leave an impression? Did it almost look like it was gliding? No, or were it, they clear it left footprints? Just clear, deep footprints, but they they didn't put their hands down. There was space between their feet. Uh where when these girls would take a step, if, if they took a step a foot up, they would slide back. Gotcha. Down. And uh I mean, there was no clear footprints for them. It was like a slide. <laughs> yeah, we literally, oops, we we literally had to crawl. Like, we'd step, we'd fall down so many inches, we'd step up so many inches and fall back down. So it took a long time, too, and it was just like, really, I'm so out of shape. But when, when <laughs> we got up there, it was amazing because these footprints, which I will say... I, I literally walked down to make sure that those prints weren't somebody walking down because that, you know, I was total, total skeptic. So I was trying to look at everything that it could not be, you know, or right. could be, you I'm know. I'm sure I mean? Micah appreciates that. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but I mean, that's the thing. You just never know. So you have to check out every little thing, even if it means you have to walk all the way down a huge steep hill and then walk back up. It really sucks. And, you know, in hindsight, there was an easier way to get up there. I just. <laughs> I should have gone up the side of it where it wasn't so steep. I mean, yeah. why didn't we think of that? I mean, the well, things you think of later, like, oh, what? No, why didn't I we think of that. I think we did that, Jen, because when came you back had next time. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. No, but we we you wanted to see our prints versus their the prints on there. That's why we went right there. But yeah, yeah that would have been so much easier. Oh yeah, had we just. But, 
done a small. Somebody had to go up next to him to make, take measurements and try to take a cast of, of the footprints. You know, somebody had to be right up on the steep, steep part of the hill. Yeah. And um, we showed this to Bobo from Finding Bigfoot when we saw him at an event. And mm-hmm. he's like, wow, that <laughs> angle is so steep. There is no way that that was a bear. And there is no way that that was a human. Yeah. Uh, that had to be a squatch. He's like, that had to be a squatch. So I was like, ding, 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 ding. <laughs> um, it was funny since you mentioned that show. I can't help not not that show in particular, but I have to give a shout out to uh, some buddies of ours who are actually in Texas near Austin, uh, oh! the UFO Garage Guys podcast over there. Um, they talked about Bigfoot briefly one time on one of their episodes, right? Because we've all tampered it, right? If you're in Fringe, you Bigfoot comes up at some point in time, and they were talking about. People are saying what Mike has said about why is he always blurry? And the one guy, Ben, was like, what if Bigfoot is just blurry? Like when people take the picture, he's just blurry. And then he was talking about how when they do those shows, like on the History Channel and stuff, the Bigfoot hunters, they'll be like showing the camera on their face. At least like I appreciate that your go cam pointed the other way because they'll be showing their own face in the dark. Like, did you see that? And they'll like yeah. zoom in on their nose and face like it's right there. And all you can see is like their nostrils. <laughs> 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 So I appreciate that you guys are uh, actually documenting this stuff and that people can look it up on your your YouTube channel. And um, I appreciate. It. I just I had to give them a shout out because I laughed so hard when I was listening to them talk about that. I was like, it's so true. You know, <laughs> I think they even had a commercial about that not too long ago about how you know Larry was actually blurry. So I mean, yeah, <laughs> it's a funny, funny thing. Wouldn't that be funny? <laughs> uh, Wouldn't it be funny what? if we were all blurry ish? Well, I was just saying, you know, I, I guess we should let you finish up, Jen, on your, on your, your hypothesis on what you think Bigfoot is. I mean, you've said you think they are a humanoid for sure, but you also feel that perhaps there is an element to the portals. Do you have a further opinion on that? Or Okay, so different elders from different reservations up here have told me that Bigfoot can travel physically from one place to another with a thought through the ground. And the way that they describe this, they're like, it's instantaneous travel from one place to the other through the ground. And the way they describe it, it's very much sounds like they're talking about some type of a portal. Um, and, and so, you know, I, I, I love to gather that information, that, that native wisdom, you know, do I always say, okay, that's the absolute truth. I, I'm too skeptical to do that. Right. So, but when, when the things that we encounter, the things that we find point to that, then it makes it more real to me, you know? So do I know that for a hundred percent? I don't know that for a hundred percent, but do I think that Bigfoot is a people? I think that they are a people. I I don't think that they're necessarily 100% human. I I think that they perhaps could be hybrids. That's Um, interesting. Oh, go ahead. Continue on. Yeah. And, and, you know, when people, the fun, fun thing, when we do events, people ask us some fun questions. Sometimes they think that there's only one Bigfoot creature in the world and how does it get from one place to another? Um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> so I'm like, there's a whole bunch of them. It's not just one guy running around. Um, yeah. And, and uh, the other fun questions are, uh, and then I lost my train of thought. No, no worries. I, I do that all the time anymore. <laughs> Actually, one thing I want Jen to explain is, Jen, you're you're talking about um, if you look at the evolution chain, mm. 
that was I where want... I was going. Thank you, Jenna. You're right. Ride my wave. Ride my wave. Thank you. Uh, so people always ask me, where did they come from and how long have they been here? And I always look at them and I think, what makes you think they haven't always been here? Mm-hmm. You know, where have, where did, where did we come from and how long have we been here? There's, there's a question for you. Because mm-hmm. if you look at a chart, if you put the skeletal structures of different types of primates, whether that be chimpanzees, orangutans, and gorillas, and human, and then Bigfoot, put that skeletal chart next to each other, which somebody actually did online. It's pretty interesting to look at. There's something that's very obvious to you when you look at the something like that. And you, you know, I can, I, I don't know if you guys watched Sesame Street growing up, but one of oh, these yeah. kids is not like the others. <laughs> okay, that's, that just sings in my head every time I look at that chart. The one who does not fit into that chart is the Homo sapiens sapiens, which is us. Yeah. You know, <clears throat> everyone else has really long arms to go practically, fingers practically to their knees. They have no neck. We have a neck. You know, there, there's so many differences but we're the only one who has these differences. Yeah. We are the thing that does not fit. Okay. And so when you consider that idea that maybe we're not the ones who belong here, which is, which is a unique idea, right? Yeah. Um, when you, when you consider that idea, I think about native stories and the creation story that the natives tell um, from our tribe. And, and, you know, the creation stories differ a little bit from tribe to tribe, but they're all respected and honored. But the creation story from our tribe is that everything was created. The planet, everything, the trees, the the foliage, the fish, the birds, the animals, everything was here. And man is the last thing to be created. We are the baby of everything on the planet. And because we are the baby, we don't know what we're doing. And all of the other plants and animals and fish and birds everything is our older brother and sister and they have agreed to take care of us and teach us until we know the way um and so you wouldn't believe how many native from different tribes tell the story of how we are the baby of this planet we are the Mm -hmm. last thing to come here and so that kind of fits the whole hypothesis of looking at the skeletal structures of all these primates yeah And, and we are a primate you know, when you classify that, we are a primate being as a homo sapiens sapien. Um, we're the ones that doesn't fit. And why is that? Why is that? And you could go into uh, talking about the Sumerian tablets and those types of stories, um, mm-hmm. which I'm not. I'm, are you familiar with those things? Yeah. I mean, I, a person, I know the just the idea of it. I mean, I'm no, I'm no archaeological expert on it. I'm not going to give you, <laughs> you know what I mean? But I know the gist of the story and the idea of it. And I think it's funny that a lot of religions, even like we talked about this last time with Jenna, uh, we grew up in a pretty religious home. The very idea to say that uh, the possibility of an alien existing was like to deny God's existence if you believe in God. Um, so it, we get that idea, too, of like we all these religious backgrounds definitely talk about the fact that man was made or created. Right. Uh, it doesn't seem to be the natural thing that just happened, depending on which religion you're dealing with. And I, I do think it is interesting that we they always talk about the missing link in my own head, just growing up from the background that we had. We had a very different story. Obviously, you get into Cain and Abel, and there's a lot to go into to the religious end of it. But 
at some point we know there's a split. We know that like um for example, the um is it the boa constrictor, is that correct, Mike? That has the hip bones and all that, like a snake being cursed to the ground. There, there's a lot you can get into. It's kind of crazy where people feel that that's the missing link. Um, but I do think it's interesting that with Caveman or what was his name? Was it Gig- Gigantopithecus or something like that? The giant ape, right? He was like 800 pounds. Um, there, there were different links that we know for a fact existed. So is it possible that, that we were a branch off of that? And that's where you get a lot of the people who mix in the whole idea of uh, maybe alien intervention of where our DNA was manipulated. And that's where you get a lot of pushback between the religious people and those that believe that everything's alien related. But um, even so. nowadays, though, but even nowadays, though, if you go to the Catholic Church and you ask them their opinion on aliens and do aliens exist, their tune has changed. Well, yeah, they changed it. They actually changed it in their <laughs> their their scripts and their their uh, what's it called? Their sacred library. They're like nobody gets to see. They actually changed. Yeah, they changed it. So there's but now now they say our religion depends upon the fact that there are aliens what their religion or just all religion christianity in general Mm. depends upon the fact that there are aliens because if you look at what is an angel where does an angel come from Mm -hmm. you know what what is an angel where does it come from what's the answer well that depends on who you're talking to right it's a very people say they come from the sky they're not from here they come from the sky they're the greater beings right yeah Okay, what what is an alien? Where do they come from? They come from the sky, they're not from here, they're greater beings. Same type of definition, right? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, they're talking about, uh, the the church has changed their tune about this completely. They're they're saying that they have have to exist in order order for the faith to be something for real. So, um, I don't think that being a Christian and having that belief nullifies the whole idea that there are aliens out there i think that that mm. i think that they're one of, that they, they have to be both true you know like we've said too and we, we unfortunately we keep bringing up stuff we talked about with the, the ladies last time here but we talked about that a little bit with you know like our background and, and, and say god or whatever you might believe in a creator it's funny how we as human beings can give all this power to this creator or the the you know whoever it may be and yet we take this little box and we put them in there like, all right, you have all this power, but you can only operate in this and we're the only things and we are all that matters in the universe. And I've always I've always found that that's interesting when we do that. So um, I, I agree with what you're saying, though. And I, I think Micah would say he probably agrees. I don't know if he, <laughs> if he does or does not exactly. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, I, I don't. I don't I have not been to a ton of different like Christian churches, but I don't I don't believe that the the community that i'm in um believes that they have to accept aliens and that it that it's something that is required for their their beliefs um but obviously i don't speak for for everybody but the other than that i mean i I don't think because you believe in aliens or something like that that you can't also be a christian you can't believe in god um I, i think that there's as william said it's it's kind of one of those things where you're, t- you're taking this person that you, you're putting the creation of the entire universe on and, and saying that, well, we're the only intelligent beings and, and the only, uh, as William said, the only, really the only species that matters. And I think that that in itself is kind of, yeah, it's, it's kind of goes against how you should 
at least how I think you should view God. I, I mean, he's capable of doing anything um, than than he is. He's it's not you can't you can't confine him to only the human species. I think two really quick and we'll let you ladies go because I know we kept you longer than we, need, we were supposed to. But we did have two questions from listeners. So uh, first question being. And either way, you guys can take this. Now, this is, I'll admit, this is a partial me question, too. But myself and another listener have talked about this as a joke at first. And then we actually kind of got thinking about it. So cryptids in general, which Bigfoot, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, is, is labeled as a cryptid, right? Cryptozoology, it would be the category he would fall in. Yes. Is that correct? Yep. Okay, I just want to make sure. So cryptids in general. Oh, sorry. You blurred. <laughs> oh, I thought you were talking. Sorry, your mic's muted. Sorry. <laughs> but anyway, so their question was, and obviously they're more of the UFO background. They were like, what if Bigfoot or cryptids in general, but specifically Bigfoot was like mistakenly dropped off as a pet by aliens? <laughs> like, that's why he doesn't belong here. But obviously, if we look at like the skeletal background and stuff, it seems like he does. But what are your thoughts on that? Could there be a chance that Bigfoot or the Yeti, because you have different species even within the whole Sasquatch talk, is there a chance that it was <laughs> something from somewhere else that just ended up here? Or do you think it's always organically been here? Okay, so I had been thinking about uh, remote viewing other areas where I have never lived before. Okay. Um, and kind of wishing that I could do that to see if I could see as clearly in other places um, as I do here. And just as if somebody answered my wish, uh, within a week, somebody contacted me online and asked me if I could remote view a location for them in North Carolina. Nice. And I've never lived in North Carolina. <laughs> so uh, I, I, I don't know if I would have had ancestors there either. So like when I'm remote viewing in Minnesota, I, I'm really confident that I have native ancestors. That, that lived there. So, you know, the idea sometimes is, are, am I being helped by the ancestors? That could be, um, you know, so I wanted to test this out. Can I see into other places where I've never been and don't think I've ever had relatives living? And uh, this guy gave me coordinates to a forest and asked me if I could remote view that. And so I felt that it was okay to do that. I wouldn't necessarily do that for everybody because if I find Bigfoot's village or home, I'm not necessarily going to tell people where that is. Uh, so, but this, this, I had a good feeling about it. So I looked at it and I started writing down everything that I was getting. And the first thing that I saw was this open field next to the, uh, woods. And I saw Bigfoot standing out in the, in the field, calling up to the skies for help. Hmm. And I was like, what? And I saw like little spaceships and little aliens. And I saw that Bigfoot was calling out for help, that they wanted to move and they needed help to go to a different location. And I was like, okay, so I wrote that down and I'm like, I'm not necessarily sure I want to tell this guy that. I don't know who this guy is. But I kept on remote viewing and I'm like, okay, so this spot and I drop a pin and I circled it and like this spot, Bigfoot is crossing the road here quite often. If you watch this spot, you probably see him crossing the road there because they actually live over there. They come over here to the water. Um, and, uh, I see a Bigfoot that's very active and not necessarily being covert about it. He's very jumping up and down. Like you, you could see this guy if you watch this spot right here. And I dropped a GPS coordinate on that and circled it. And like, if you watch right here, you're going to see a Bigfoot there. 
uh, popping up now and then quite often actually, but there's a whole bunch of them back here that are very covert and they're hiding and they're being very stealthy, but they're back here. And, you know, I, I didn't want to tell him about the field and them calling up to the skies to the aliens for help and moving to a new location. I really didn't want to tell this guy that, but I know from experience that when I receive information, it's not mine to hold it back. So I decided, okay, I'm going to tell him. So I told him this and he's like, it's interesting that you should say that because I was wondering about that. They are beginning to start to build a new development out there and they're getting boxed. They're going to be boxed in. And I wondered if they were going to move, but I don't know how they get out of here without help. Hmm. And I was like, okay, because I told him, if you watch this field, the skies over this field, I think you're going to see some UFOs action going on because they've been calling to them for help. So I think if you watch that field for UFOs, you're going to find them. And he says, we have seen UFOs over that field. We have been seeing that. So, and then, you know, the spots that I identified for him, like they cross the road here all the time. He says they do. And he sent me videos on the ground, like instantaneously after I gave him this information, he sent me videos from that location of the background area because that is their traffic area. So, I mean, he confirmed everything that I said, but I didn't know, I mean, that he was so familiar with that particular location. I was just, you know, to me, he was answering a wish that I had. And it was hard for me at first because the, the, they have different trees, they have different foliage than what we have around here. It was hard for me to get past that at first and then I had to recenter and come back at it. And then it was like, okay, here I am, got it. Um, so in, just real quick then, so in your opinion, you, you do feel that there's perhaps a correlation between possible aliens and Bigfoot, in, in your opinion, from this experience? From that experience, I think that they have a connection with them. I don't necessarily know that they're aliens, but I know that they are connected to them. But I will tell you that our tribe, the native elders, talk about the star people and the aliens that come to visit and, and that mm. they go out and talk to them too. So, I mean, it would not it would make sense to me that if that's happening, that Bigfoot would have a relationship with them too. It doesn't necessarily mean that they're not from here. What are your thoughts on this, I guess, Tammy? Do you have, because you seem to have an opinion, or do you feel something well, towards this? You're going like, I'm not keep talking. You're just saying everything that I just said, and you're just proving it for me, and you're giving me everything that I need to know from that. So even though I'm the only one who speaks about it, I'm not the only one who thinks that way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but there's those lights oh, that no. the lights that are often reported, you know, uh, People have called them different things, UFO, uh, people will call them the classic orange orb UFOs, or the USOs, the unidentified submerged objects, are really just the classic orange orbs that are yeah. flying about in the sky. They, they go underwater, too. Um, you know, in the native culture, we call those water spirits. Um, and they, they come in different colors, but um, I'm, I'm familiar, very familiar with the orange ones, personally. And, um, you know, I've interacted with the orange ones, but I've I've seen the blue ones. I've seen the green ones. I've been followed by the green ones and <laughs> the white ones. Um, but uh, interacted personally with, with the ones that look like fireballs. You know, they're definitely intelligent. Um, and, you know, I've looked into that kind of thing from a historical standpoint after I had these personal experiences. And, uh, you know, in, throughout time, they've been called different things. Like in World War II, they were called the Foo Fighters mm-hmm. when the, when the, when the, uh, when our military pilots were seeing them and uh, they called them the Foo Fighters. 
And, you know, they, there's all kinds of evidence of those. You know, they're yeah. not solid things. They are energy beings. It's not an aircraft. It's an energy being. It can go right through you. Um, and, you know, they're powerful. They're powerful. And, and people will see these types of things at the same time and location as Bigfoot. So they think that there's possibly a correlation with that. And we've captured strange lights on a video uh, where we were looking for Bigfoot in a big place where Bigfoot was reported to be sighting, sighted to us. Um, and it was in the middle of a marshy bog that we couldn't get permission to go onto because it was the property owner said it's dangerous. You could fall through the bog and, you know, it's worse than falling through the ice. You can't find your way back up. You'll drown. And uh, so we couldn't get permission to go back there. So we decided to go out there at night and just park on the side of the road and look at it from a distance from where our super duper night vision. <laughs> and, uh, and we were looking for Bigfoot because somebody had seen Bigfoot back there. Mm -hmm. uh, but what we ended up finding instead were these strange lights. And uh, that, that video was also on our YouTube channel under strange lights. Nice. And what, what happened at the end? At the end, which we, we had shut off the camera and we were getting ready to go. Uh, we were actually sitting in the car with the windows open and off. It had been off for a long time that we were there. And um, as soon as the camera turned off, there was a flash of light that came to the car, just flash of light. And everything in the car went on, off, on, off, on, off. And it was like, it even had the clicking noise of the lights turning on and off, on and off, on and off. Mm. And we're just sitting there going, that was weird. And I was in the driver's seat and Jenna's like, well, didn't you do that? I'm like, I didn't do that. I, I, that was weird. And I just got the clear sense. It's time to go. That scared me. <laughs> I'm like, it's I, I'm it's actually, time to go. I wasn't ready. I like, I could have, I just, I just wanted to know more. That was really strange with those lights. That's really strange with all of a sudden, you know, the car was off. Yeah. Well, you know, that's kind of, for, that's for a kind very of, long time. That's kind of, it's not the second question, but it, it hit on the question a little more than what you guys are answering here. Another question. I shouldn't say a question. This is a devil's advocate question. Which always says, listen, all right, guys, you guys, this is the problem with people that believe in aliens, that believe in Bigfoot, that believe in the paranormal, is that now, because you guys can't prove your own little idea, you're now mixing them all together so that he could be anything. He could be interdimensional. It could be aliens. It could be an ancient species. That is a real thing that it's a fair question to ask, right? But I do think that you can answer this in your own words. But for me personally, the more I've looked into a lot of this, the more it does strangely start to seem connected in some way a aka skinwalker ranch um that is <laughs> literally just a uh we, we came out of doing that episode with zero answers we had way more questions coming out of that than we did going in so what are your thoughts that though i guess do either you guys have opinions on that and have you faced that question from people tammy um well obviously um for me it's just the fact that nobody is an expert. Nobody has definitive proof of anything. So how can you poo-poo any idea until we get to have a conversation with Bigfoot and ask them personally? Nobody will know the correct answer. There is no correct answer. There are only theories. And one person's theory is not more valid than another person's theory because nobody knows. So that's my that's view fair. on it. That's fair. What do you think, Jenna? Or, sorry, I'll let you wrap up there. 
<laughs> oh, that's okay. Um, say the question again because I want to just basically those that you know. I guess to be fair, those that and some of them generally want to know, and some are just attacking the topic because well, it's fun to be a troll, I guess. But they're basically saying, listen, you're just mixing all of this stuff together so that there's no way to prove. And there's no way to disprove what you're proving because there's no evidence to disprove what you now believe. You know what I mean? So you're asking what I feel about what people are thinking? Yeah, I, I guess do you, I guess to, to, I should have worded that a little better. Do you feel there's a correlation between, oh. say, aliens, uh, Bigfoot, and paranormal? Do you feel that those three things are because for years they've kind of been their own little categories, right? They've been their uh -huh. own little camps, I guess you could say. It's like, okay. oh, you're in the Bigfoot camp. Oh, oh my yeah. god, aliens yeah. are real, but dude, Bigfoot, take a hike. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that. Thank <laughs> you. Sorry, I just needed oh, clarification because I wasn't quite sure what to answer um i really think that there's a huge possibility that they can be period but we have no bigfoot to prove it we have no alien to prove it but i think it's very possible especially hearing different ways that they possibly travel you know it's just without with like tammy said we don't know because we don't have the information the only thing i do know is that we don't have to kill anything to do mm. tests, you know, and to figure things yeah. out. So hopefully people will just get that out of their mind that, you know, in order to prove something doesn't mean you have to kill it. So that goes to the other idea of why haven't we had any DNA evidence? Who says we haven't? Yeah. Oh, Everybody yeah. argues about that. Everybody argues about the DNA evidence because a lot of the times when they're looking at DNA evidence, the easiest thing to look at is the mitochondrial DNA is the smallest group of, of DNA molecules, okay? So, and that is what is passed down identically from mother to child, mother to child, mother to child. So, and that's true through every species that there is. So a dog, a chihuahua, a poodle, all of them, if you look at their mitochondrial DNA, it comes up as, I'm a gray wolf. That's what it says, I'm a gray wolf. It doesn't matter what kind of dog it is, it's a gray wolf, okay? That's what its mitochondrial DNA says. So like you can track you can track migration routes. You can track all kinds of things by tracking mitochondrial DNA because you're tracking the mother of each, the mother's 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 mother. You can track it. Okay, so when they look at DNA, the easiest thing to look at is mitochondrial DNA. So all these people that find Bigfoot evidence, they find Bigfoot hair samples or DNA, and they get it to be sent in. And most of the time it comes back, oh, I'm sorry, you must have contaminated your evidence because it's coming out as human, human mother. Okay, well, okay, how could that be every single time? How could that be every single time? Mm. So then when uh, Dr. Ketchum did her DNA study, um, which I think is interesting, and a lot of people think that that's bogus and uh, whatever, but her study, which was double blind, they actually had other scientists that were cross-checking it, um, and it came up the same, that, uh, that it was a human mother way back in the day but the father was of an unknown species that is not in the in the book of dna genomes that they have mm. an unknown species well okay so then everybody has a fit because now we're saying that it's a human hybrid with something else that we're not aware of what it was and uh most of the people don't want to accept that 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 is an idea but that actually kind of fits in with everybody else who has DNA evidence that they believe very strongly or even can prove very strongly that was Bigfoot evidence. Uh, 
and it comes up as mitochondrial DNA as a human mother uh, from back in the day. So, I mean, what, what is going on there? I think it's very possible that it's a human hybrid. You know, even in the native stories, they talk about Bigfoot taking women as wives, you know? So, I mean, we have that historical information, oral history through the native tribes. Um, and there's, you know, I, I think that that's probably a high possibility that they are a human hybrid at this point. Um, but where, you know, what are, what is the father that, and that kind of DNA evidence that they get, uh, that result, they get that kind of result when they test, uh, random human homo sapien species or even gorilla species that they find that aren't existent anymore, you know, some type of a, a, of a primate species that doesn't even exist anymore. When they test their DNA, their nuclear DNA is when they're testing the father's line, the nuclear DNA. Um, and when that comes up that they can't identify the father, but yet they have this as the mother's strand, but they can't mm -hmm. identify the father as an unknown species, that's completely acceptable as long as it's not a human mother. <laughs> so I mean this is this is something that happens all the time when they're studying other species and other yeah. parts of DNA that they have. They get this this same result. But as 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 soon as it comes up as a that it was a human mother back in the day and an unknown species, and that, that's just unacceptable. But even when they're testing Homo sapiens sapien or Cro-Magnon or Neanderthals, we all have no Neanderthal and Cro-Magnon DNA. We are them. Yeah. You know, we interbred different species coming together. One last thing I want to get you guys' opinion on before I, I know we've held you ladies for too long, but I, I have to bring it up because we brought it up last time. And Jenna, I don't know if you had a chance to bring it up to Jen, but did you get to bring up the, the pigs and the wild boar to topic to her at all? No, I didn't. I okay. want, yeah, go ahead. Is that okay so to share? Neat. Okay. So, so it's interesting you're talking about this idea of, uh, you know, genetic mutation or, uh, there being something different but similar to us. And so because it is in the DNA database, they're just like, well, psh, doesn't exist, right? But with wild or with, I'm sorry, domestic pigs. So say you have little Wilbert on your farm and he gets loose and he runs into the wild. I think Mike had pulled it up. I think it was within as little as th six weeks, but is usually three months yeah. on average. It will um, mutate. It will morph. Its physical body will start to grow hair. It will grow tusks. It will turn into a wild animal and any baby born beyond that one will no longer be a domestic pig. And there's no way you can bring Wilbert back on the farm. So I do think it's interesting that you kind of bring up the whole folklore of uh, through the American Indian history of possible people taking wives, because if you had somehow, because some people I, I had heard that theory, and I don't know if you've heard of this, but somebody brought it to me one time. And they said, what if, people make the choice to become Bigfoot. Now, again, now we're throwing out a lot of stuff, but that was one of the things that they said. What if you spend enough time in nature, and that's why I like missing 411, and all these things where people just go missing, where there happen to be hot spots for Bigfoot, and even Washington. Um, you know, what if that's what's happening? What if they're making the choice to become one with nature, as it were? And it, there is a chance that they just died of elements. You know, I'm not, I'm not saying that doesn't happen, because that happens, but have you ever heard of that idea or thought about that process, I guess? I guess that there are native tribes out uh, in the West that talk about the, um, the medicine people that go and live in the woods uh, with nature by themselves for a long time, the wild men. And, uh, you know, that they, sometimes they think that they think of them like Sasquatches, but um, 
I don't know if I think that people are becoming Bigfoot like that. I, I just, I don't think so. Yeah, I mean, I don't mean wrong. Like I said, I, I, I know it's a, a, a reach, but obviously if we're saying that something in the past that was similar to a human being, right, in the, in the evolutionary chain, if, it, if pigs are able to make the split, then why couldn't something else at some point in time have made the split and mutated? I, I don't know that, like you're saying currently today, that humans are doing this, but is it possible that at one point in time it happened in our past? I think the human body is perfectly capable of adapting to its environment, uh, and to, you know, we either adapt or you die. Right. So, yeah. um, I think that over time, something could adapt like that, just like the woolly mammoth didn't exist until it, a, a mammoth went to, to a place where it got cold and all of a sudden it grew <laughs> fur, you know, it adapted to its environment or it died. Right. So, mm -hmm. um, I think humans are adapting all the time as well. Um, uh, but is it an offshoot? Um, I, I guess it's possible, but I'm more of the line of, it's probably a cross species of interbreeding with something else, which happened all the time. Neanderthals, Cro-Magnon and Homo sapien were interbreeding. That's, yeah. that's proven fact. Yeah, no, that's true. They have sites where they know that war, you know, battles took place between Homo sapiens and Cro-Magnon. <laughs> like there was, there were both in existence at the same time. So, um, but real quick, is there anything you ladies want to add? And we can let you ladies, I really appreciate you guys coming on the show and, and spending this much time with us. But is there anything you guys want to hit real quick or put out there besides where people can find you? And we'll have all those sh in the, the show notes there and then the links that people can follow. No, no, nothing. Oh, okay. <laughs> that, got it all. Okay. Yeah, no problem. Well, I really, truly appreciate you guys once again coming back on and uh, and going into some of this with this. And, and maybe one time we'll have to, if you guys are up for it, we'll bring you on and maybe really dig into, um, I'd love to get into the Gimbelson footage a little more. And we didn't touch that at all today, but as a, uh, usually what people know Bigfoot for is that particular footage. And I think there's a lot to it um, from either perspective. So, um but thank you very much, ladies. Enjoy the rest of your, your afternoon here. And uh, I guess good luck squatching out there, huh? <laughs> thank you. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. Yes, you guys have a good For sure. As always, guys. Uh, oh, yeah. As I say, as always, guys, uh, stay weird and keep it curious. Oh, wait. No, no. Stay curious. Keep it weird. Dyslexia kicking in there. <laughs>